He didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome to Locked On iRacing. It is 2021. We are at season four and week number four. Yes, we did miss week number three. I apologize in it. Oh, actually, not in advance because it's not in advance. I apologize. <laughs> I had some personal stuff going on. I was exhausted and just things didn't happen. So unfortunately, we pulled the pin on last week. Uh, we We didn't have a huge amount to bring to you. So we sort of put it off because of personal reasons i apologize it's just one of those things when you're only doing a little hobby uh and life gets in your way that's what you got to do but i'm peter wolfgo wilkinson i'm here tonight with Braden martin how you going mate good i'm impressed that people actually missed us <laughs> one so, person missed us that, that's uh, enough yeah our one listener ben snell he, <laughs> he he was very upset when he got into his truck on thursday morning and there was no podcast to listen to so yeah, shout out same. to you ben yeah it's right, uh, ben, you're number one listener no, I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to be back and have a chat about some racing. That's it. And we're joined again by Alex McKellar. How are you going, mate? Good, good. Uh, refreshed, if not uh, a little bit lazy in the last week in terms of racing and stuff. So a bit to catch up on, though, I think. Uh, we've got a couple of weeks to go through and uh, looking forward to chatting about it. Excellent. Let's get straight into it. We are brought to you tonight by CD Syntography, Brewster Coffee, 24-7 race control, driversclub.net.au. We have got some more coming on. We have got some more dropping off because I'm just not following up with it at the moment. So everyone's getting free advertising at the moment. But get into us soon. I'll be fixing that up. Uh, but let's go. Let's start with CD Syntography. Uh, go over there to the Facebook page. Clayton Davies doing great stuff. Uh, he seems to be busy winning dirt races at the moment. So you legend keep going at that. Uh, but yeah, check out his Facebook page. Just like his stuff, share his stuff. And if you want to get him to order some photos, go do that for sure. Uh, Brewster Coffee, Ashley Knowles, our very own Ashley Knowles, B-R-E-W-S-T uh, dot coffee. You can see it all over our cars uh, in very, very prominent positions. He's a very good lad. Uh, go check out his website, brewster.coffee. Uh, find out where the best coffees are near you and rate your coffee so other people can find the best coffee shop near you, especially you New South Wales people. Now you're free. You've got freedom. You can go out and have coffee at coffee shops. Go rate your favorite one on brewster.coffee. That's a pretty good little intro. Let's find out what we've been up to. Um, Braden Martin, I know you've been racing 45 races a week. What <laughs> what have you actually been doing? No, no, not 45 <laughs> races a week. I'm not the uh, the cowboy Sam Devantier. Uh, but yeah, done a little bit. Obviously, we've got a couple of weeks of Aussie car to talk about uh, where we headed to... No, we don't. Nothing happened. The... No. <laughs> headed to the two, the two roads, Road America and Road Atlanta. Um, and obviously that also aligned nicely with the official series, um, for that week. So, uh, did some SNL. I refuse to believe both of those rounds existed. Let's just move on. Yeah. Well, SNL, I, I did both SNL races, both ended poorly. So that wasn't too great. Um, I'll come back to those after, but yeah, uh, obviously did my four official races at Road America. Um, it was a couple of weeks now, so it's a bit hard to think back. Uh, had a couple of pretty good races there. It was a, it was an interesting track because um, you could lose a lot of time from battling with people, um, and you could run away we need and to have a dedicate very... an episode to those listening. The problem is those who are listening don't battle, but we need to educate people because that's my frustration right now. And we'll get into that in a sec. But yeah, keep going. Sorry, that's one. Yeah, interrupt. so it's one of those tracks where, and Alex could probably attest to this as, a little bit as well. Where if if you're in a big draft train, um, 
the the leapfrog's really not that effective. Um, and if you are going to use it, you really say there's three or four or five cars uh, like we had in the Aussie car race um, that we'll talk about. You really can only let the top two leapfrog, um, and you know, car three, four, and five kind of has to sit behind and be patient and just and just wait. Otherwise, you actually slow each other down, um, and and that's still relying on one of those top two to have to lift partway down the straight as well. Otherwise, you just end up, um, you know, you might clear the car by the end, but you won't get back to the proper racing line in time which means that you won't take the uh, entry to the corner on your preferred line. You'll go in shallow. You won't get the run through the corner. The person behind you will get the run through the corner, end up getting checked up by you, and you all just end up losing time. So I had a good race with Chris um, Herrera. Uh, is it Chris Herrera? Yeah, um, where we kind of just worked together and we ran away from the field about nine seconds down the road and and decided And once we got to the last lap, we, we had our race. And uh, he, he, coming through Canada Corner, let me go through to try and then get the run to the line, but gave me a little bit too much space. And I actually managed to pick up a win there, which was nice. And I had a few races that were very similar um, to that, where it was basically some some good working together uh, as, as drivers to, to break away from the packs that were battling behind. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, fighting at the end, which it's made for some really fun, racing on the last couple of laps or last lap or so when you, you had enough break where you knew you couldn't be caught, uh, but did mean you had to be patient and be smart for the other 20 uh, minutes of the race to, to make sure that you weren't just losing time and, and ending up with a pack of seven instead of getting away in a pack of two or a pack of three. Yeah. Um, I Look, uh, yeah, we just, I just need people to stop fighting stupidly. That's all I'm after. But so, do you want to leave? So we'll do SNL and then we'll do Aussie car. Uh, so nothing else you want to talk about, like Anne's car or anything like that? Well, yeah, uh, I guess. Oh, So for Road America's SNL uh, race, I made top split. I think I was the last car in. So the first two yeah. rounds of SNL, I, heard you I was car, car number two in split two. Um, and then I was the last car in, thanks to Sam being at the NRL Grand Final, to be honest. If he wasn't at <laughs> the NRL Grand Final, I probably would have been car number one in split number two again. Um, and it, honestly, it was going really well. And I, I put the video up of the race up on my um, YouTube channel uh, because I, I was having a really smart race. I actually had relatively decent pace. I think I qualified 10th or something. So I was pretty happy to qualify top 10 in a pretty pretty good field i think it was a 4.7 k strength of field um and was having a good race just being patient the the pack was racing really well together there'd been a couple of incidents so i'd picked up positions and i was probably looking like i was on for a top five or six um and i was coming down the back straight into canada corner with vasco sarovsky and we'd there'd just been a couple of incidents in the in the lap earlier um, and we just managed to get a little bit of a break. I think I was about 0.9 seconds ahead of Takumi Yamato. And I was just praying that Vasco would let me leapfrog him. And then hopefully we could quickly, uh, I could get back onto the racing line. We could go through Canada Corner uh, quickly and break that draft from Takumi and get away and sort of have our own race to, to finish it, um, to battle over P5. Um, and he just didn't let me get across like I thought he would, which meant that I... I kind of panicked, missed my braking marker and just sent myself into the wall at Canada Corner and 
and ruined my um ruined my SNL unfortunately. So it, it was a bit frustrating. I was really disappointed in myself and you know nothing. I, I actually messaged Vasco after and sent him a video, uh, a link to the video, say here you'll probably be able to go have a laugh at this. Don't don't take anything I said <laughs> as personal. Like it was nothing on you. It was just I was frustrated with myself at the time. It was just uh just a bit of a, a rookie mistake but live and live and learn i suppose but yeah i also made my um ants car debut so we went to the charlotte roval um for the first first week uh, of ants car um which was kind of cool i think i finished p12 so i was pretty happy with that it was about 20 23 cars or 20, so um yeah, 25 i think yeah I so yeah. i was pretty I happy with last that. one so that's that's all that counts <laughs> I didn't get lapped, so that was that was a po- positive. And you kept telling me that I almost lapped you, so that was also another positive. Yeah. Um, and then we, yeah. then I made my oval Antscar debut uh, last week, which was Got some which TV was pretty time. cool. Got a little bit of TV time and actually managed to have a P nine, um, which was surprising um, and exhausting, <laughs> to be honest. It's uh, hard work doing these ovals, turning left. It's a lot more difficult and and. Like my shoulder was just dead afterwards. It was so sore, um, and I was just exhausted. So, yeah, I, I take back everything I've said, Oval Drivers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That, that's been, that's been my week. I'm probably not going to do Texas this week. Back to work, and I haven't done any practice, and I don't own the track, so I don't think I'll jump in tomorrow night. I'll watch from afar. But you know, I just just dropped my little mark on Anne's car, and maybe I'll be back one day. Yeah, probably. I'd say so, just to make me feel even worse about myself. Alex <laughs> McKellar, mate, what have you been doing? What have you been well, racing? Bit of, well, it's always skips, right? So yeah. um, I actually did a couple of officials. So I enjoyed racing at Road America. Interesting track. I mean, you were talking about the, the tactics before, and I said to a couple of folks that I, with the Road, Road Atlanta racing, if you're in the front pack and you're between sort of, if it's a breakaway pack of two, up to a, probably a breakaway pack of five, you really kind of want to hit the fast forward button to the last lap and a half because mm. uh, the rest of it's just, you know, you're just waiting. Uh, and we saw that in Aussie car and I saw that in, I think I did three officials. Um, and the most notably for me, I did um, the warm-up race to, to SNL. So I, I, I did that race and then I'd jump in to do the broadcast. Uh, and it's good because it's the closest thing I get to a high soft race. So, for example, at Road, Road Atlanta, it was a... I think it was a 4300 soft in the warm-up race um so that was really good other than i stuffed quality and really and took myself out again. <laughs> yeah, i know right he did really <laughs> well at road at road atlanta it was crazy but um and the same thing was in aussie car uh at road road america it was really just you know a, a slow build uh into that final really two sectors and it just blew up you know and we saw the finish there it was great but for me road america uh i had three races three podiums a couple of wins and uh and in that big one i i, I jagged third after sitting in fifth uh in a front pack of five the whole way and sort of you know uh, sort of walking the walk we were talking about how the europeans race a lot harder and it was it was exactly like that a couple of the italian guys really getting the elbows out in front of me to try and position themselves for that final run to the line um and i might have given one a spray but that's okay <laughs> and um just sort of parted my way and it, for me it may as well have been a win because um, i don't get to race in those big big softs so uh finishing third there grabbing or oh, 
just under 200 championship points for me it was it was a fantastic night so um that was really enjoyable then i only did the one road atlanta race after aussie car i was just a bit under undercooked this week if i'm honest just gone and uh it showed i actually look i had a pace was okay if I'd actually not, I don't want X quality very often, but I did my second lap in a, in a four, 4,300 soft, I blew my second lap, which would have put me on the edge of the top pack and in that breakaway, which would have been really nice. Instead, I'm in a second pack and, you know, midweek soft, that's the battle for the lead, but a, a race like that, you're battling for nothing. So I didn't battle. I just chose to run around and I think I made a couple of positions and finished eight, broke about even. 160 odd points which is good when you think about it. that's a decent win during the week yeah. um but other than that mate it was aussie car and and i've been doing this week doing a few laps of hungaro ring i bought it yesterday i think and um what about you guys you guys done any laps there i, I, was, I, I thought it was interesting i did some laps last night I, I did the same thing i bought it um and with dover being the aussie car this week i i sort of was like oh, i'm not gonna bother jumping in and practicing for dover especially if there's no one on this no point there's not really any point practicing um and so yeah i thought i'll i got a little bit of time i'll jump on and um buy hungara ring and, and have a drive around it. i really liked it i thought it was a really cool track to drive um a couple of blind crusty corners that are really tricky i had a lot of trouble with that uh I guess it would be turn four, the left-hander. Um, yeah. You sort of turn in at the at the ripple strip, but if you turn in just slightly late, you miss the apex yeah. and you can run wide and get the off-track on the outside. If you turn in too early, you cut the corner and you get the off-track yeah. on the inside. So uh, it's quite tricky, but a really important corner because the next corner is flat out uh, right-hander. So if you, if you make a mistake through that left-hander, you're just bleeding time. Um, and also the after the chicane, the left hander that you have to sort of stay to the stay to the left to open up the right hander because it's really easy mm. if you don't get yeah. the right line into that right hander to either one wash off way too much speed trying to make sure you don't get the off track or just carry too much speed in and then get the off track um, on on the outside of that uh, left hand of the straight. So yeah, it was it wasn't tricky tricky. Like I definitely think there's more tricky. Uh, tracks to drive but it was challenging enough and still fun and kind of engaging as a driver i suppose i, I really liked it yeah i'm looking forward to balance of corners um yep. to straight so that that first straight is nuts and mm. uh even you got the 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 run up to the second last the last hairpin which is like the second last turner corner um or so so the last hairpin's going the most straight the second last hairpin um that run will be fast, especially with those two right-handers leading into it. I think there's two good opportunities there. The rest is just about trying to be that couple tenths quicker through the corners than everyone else to try and break the gap for those corners. So you'll have a good little combination for racing there. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm really looking forward to finding the, the ways to be fast there because yep. it's a new set, new set of corners. Um, and so there'll be fast ways through them. And I think there's a really good variety there. And Ben was talking about on his stream the other day, there's a good mix in the skippy at the moment. It, it suits a number of styles. It's it, You can be fast by throwing it around uh, in the skips at the moment, but you can also be fast with clean classic lines. And um, I think that track will, will play to that a bit. The other thing I really enjoyed, and it was the same with the Red Bull ring, was um, hopping in a car around a track I've seen in the F1 so often 
and just going, oh, yeah, you know, that was the corner mass. I got hit with the spring and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And um, the one thing I walked away from of from my first practice was it, the track felt smaller than I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting it to be bigger, but the, the straights seemed shorter. The, the whole thing just felt a bit smaller. And I don't know whether that was expectation versus reality or uh, I don't know. What, what did you guys reckon? Yeah, and but still a two-minute lap, so still a, mm. a, above two-minute lap. So it's not like it's short, but it mm. does just feel like it's been compressed almost, like someone's grabbed the top and the bottom and squished it mm. um, in, in, into each other a little bit more. But, yeah, I think the racing will be fun. There's obviously a fair bit of technical stuff, but I think in the skippy there'll be a lot of following, so you'll still get a bit bit of a draft and be able to, about, uh, be able to follow behind some faster people overtaking opportunities probably a bit limited i suppose into turn one's obviously a massive one um and i i found there was like the even the gear selection there's a couple of corners that you i felt like i was really in between gears whether i go down to first or whether i try and carry more speed in and stay in second um and even like getting to the end of the rev limit and deciding whether i go up and then go down or go up and try and stay in you know fourth or whatever um which was a bit interesting as well Yep. Yeah, the kink, the kink for for where Massa had that in, that famous incident, third or fourth gear. What's what's your preference? Um, that's the correct me. Is left the, left hand left kink. If, yeah, left hand kink as you as you go across the hill, yeah, uh, come up and around as you say, turn in on the ripple strip. Yep. I think I was third at first but then i think i was going fourth with a bit of break because i think the break was helping me turn the car a little bit to get over the crest and keep it a bit more to the um inside rather than dragging myself out too wide i think from yeah people will be fast doing both so it's really yeah it's interesting and like i said it'd be great to find a way to go fast there so i'm looking forward to it sweet i guess you want to know what i've been racing please mate tell us what's been going on then we get on to Aussie car, I guess. Um, so obviously the two Aussie car races, but um, as far outside of that, Anne's car, uh, as we said, uh, the Roval, uh, Charlotte, um, didn't go very well. Surprised myself with a 5X around that place, though. So did it in zero stops, which was, I think I was the only one to not stop. I didn't and stop. get to the end. You didn't, uh, sorry, you didn't stop as well. That's right. There was at least two of us then. Um, yeah. But I don't think that everyone else pretty much stopped and that's where I picked up a couple spots was um, I think I got 19th or something like that where people did stop and I just kept the pace up and um, 45 seconds stop or whatever it was um, sort of you know I, I, I kept that up I was slower than them but the guys I usually battling with I got ahead of a few of them because of that um, uh, tyres were about 30% I think the front right was when I got home so um, I- it was I was pleasantly surprised. That's one thing that overall... You were way higher than mine. Yeah, the Ann's yeah. car experiences uh, showed me is I'm not as bad on tyres as maybe I thought I, <laughs> I thought yeah. I was, which is was nice. I think I still had like 68 or 70. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking crazy. about the practice I did. Maybe it was up in the 40s or 50s by the end of it because it definitely felt better. Although I think the last two laps were very skatey. Um, but yeah, I love the fact that you can actually feel tyres where it fall away on the on the Ann's car. Um in the races so that's good uh then we went to obviously miami um uh, yeah um i had had a good race i think my strategy was there i topped up on fuel i was just going a little bit slow but then they had 
what I thought was the best, almost the best possible yellow flag for me, but I just let one guy through. He was going a little bit faster than me. Uh, I figured everyone was going to pit and then I'd get the wave around and come on the back of the pack and I'd have fairly fresh tyres for the last third of the race, um, be in really good position uh, or grab a fresh pair and have a full set. Um, but the one guy stayed out in front of me, um, which was end up then became the effective leader, didn't stop. So I had to then get bullied to the back of the pack for the restart, which not only put me a lap down, but obviously then at the back of the pack, couldn't change tyres because that would have put me, well, but then it wouldn't have mattered anyway, it would have been a lap down. But I was trying to stay up as far as I could, so I didn't bother pitting because I was still then lucky dog. So if we had got another yellow um, flag, I would have got my lap back. Um, but then, and I burnt my tires trying to stay ahead of the guy behind me that was a lap down and, um, really just sort of, that was the end of the race and, and, and ended up a lap down a really ordinary result, honestly. Some might um, say you were the unlucky dog. Well, yeah, I think so. I literally just let Jason Martin pass and I'm like, I'll just let him pass. I won't get in his way. We're racing for position, but I'll, I won't be that guy. And literally as he got his nose in front, yellow flag, just like, oh, that's okay. He'll go in a pit. He'll go in a pit. Nah. Three cars in front of him got the wave around and I got stuck behind and then got yeah, pushed to the back. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that was Ian's car. The yellow flag was perfect for Tim and I. We had just pitted like a lap before, so it, yeah. it was really good for us. Um, it was it was funny watching the broadcast back. They were going on about how Martins seemed to do really good in Anne's car, and there was three Martins in the top top <laughs> yeah. nine on the night. So that, that was pretty funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, they do a good the good job over there, and I think apparently they they talked about how good I was going, but I really wasn't. So thank you, <laughs> yeah. Stuart, for, for making me look better than it, I was. <laughs> if anything, Carl and Stuart definitely thought you had the strategy right on point. <laughs> well. We had that yellow flag early on, and I'm like, I'm at the back. We'd done like three laps or two laps, and I'm like, do I just top up? Do I top up? So I did another lap, and I'm like, I'm last anyway. I'll top up. I'll still be last. I'll have, you know, four or five seconds spare in the in the pit at the end of the race. So I thought I was, I, I'd done it. But, yeah, just that. I, if I had have stayed out and not pitted, I probably wouldn't have lost the lap, and I would have been even better. But I don't know. It was a bad one. I should, probably should have just pitted earlier, lot not lost as much time. But anyway, it's happened. Uh, SNL, let's forget those two rounds. Um, Road America, Qualied, Mid-Pack had a bad quality, I believe. Um, then it was like you're talking about battling. Every time I'd get a battle in front of me, someone would check it up. I'd get past them, but they checked me up as I got past them because they'd make a mistake. And then the two cars that were behind me would just go past me. So I'd net lose a, lose a position every time I made an overtake. And then they'd battle. And then I'd be stuck there watching them battle, nowhere to go. So just wait. And then finally, they'd take each other out. I'd get past, but they'd check me up. And the next two people would come past. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, got Finally got rid of enough cars. I was sitting about sixth or seventh. I'd come back. Um, come back to and i'm thinking okay this is not too bad i'll, I'll take this and um because i think i'd had a couple actual offs where people had to, uh, to avoid accidents and stuff like that um battling with this guy who was all over the shop and i get a run on him in the weirdest positions so coming 
out of Canada corner, that next left, I'd be almost no, almost upside him, but he wouldn't. That would then put me in a bad position for the for the last turn, so I'd have to pull out of that. Um, then there was other thing, other corners. I'd just get this strange run on him where he just wasn't taking the right lines. There's all other shot, and then going to the final corner, I'm like, I'll just, I'll let him. You know, I'll get a good run on him. I'll stay as close as I can because that's what I'm trying to be now. Is a bit more aggressive and closer. Going to the final corner, he's turned, but then he's lost the rear as as he's turned into the final corner, which has then slowed him down. I've tried to turn, but at that stage, I'm already committed to the corner, and I've just collected his tire and spun and 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 end up not in the wall, but right next to the pit entry wall, facing the wrong direction, which led obviously a lot of cars past, got back out. <laughs> lapped around, got into a battle in the last lap, lined the guy up. I'm like, once again, I'm, I'm, I am I'm can take him into Canada corner. I've got more speed to him than him. And I'm like, no, no, because then he's just going to bully me on the final corner. So I'll do this. But then the guy in front of him's made a mistake, <laughs> but not a big enough mistake to cause him to, to fail. We've come onto the final corner. I've nailed it. I've got this thing on him. But then he's caught the draft of the guy in front of him. So that's pulled him away from me and I'm pulling along, but I couldn't get enough. It, it didn't work enough that I got the double slingshot to go up because he just got it just as I got it. And um, yeah, ended up, not, I think, ninth or 10th or 12th or something. It wasn't very spectacular, but uh, Road Atlanta. I love Road Atlanta. I, I do. I really, really enjoy it. And got third split, uh, car number 14, Qualified P3 because I absolutely nailed quality. I just I did everything right. Sitting there with Brody Cook and someone else in, in front of me. Get up to turn one and I've already got the cars. He, Jim's going, you're three wide, just out of turn one. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not going to end well. So no, what you want to hear. <laughs> we go into turn two, turn three, and turn two, these guys are now alongside me. So I'm like, i just go, guys. But then they're too wide going into turn three. So someone's got to stop. So the guy in front of me stops. I back up. The guy behind me just collects me and spins me. So then all of a sudden I'm 19th going into turn four. <laughs> uh, slapping around, get myself back to ninth or 10th. And then was stuck in a battle with this guy at ninth and 10th. And doing stupid things like going down into the chicane at the end. I'd get alongside him. I'd get past him. And then he'd miss his braking marker by about 50 metres just to dive down the inside. Miss the apex, which then helps me up on the outside. Then, like, slows us all down getting out. I can't get ahead of him. Get Like, gets around the next time. So I go inside. No problems at all. I get the run. I get a length in front of him. And then he pulls behind me and then slingshots back out again with the with the draft enough time to then dive down the inside again and then does misses the apex again and holds us up. So then I finally got it so I got past him and then I made a mistake and that was I would already dropped him like a second and a half in a lap. And then I made a mistake through turns three, four, five and that cost me put put a guy in front of me and then this guy back in front of me. Um then we're battling and then um we get to two, three, four again with about two laps to go, and he loses it into the out of two going to three, and then comes back on the track and collects. We have got nowhere to go. Gives me a meatball. Um, so I've gone from eighth then. Toe, get a new car as the leaders are crossing the finish line. So I go out, do one last lap, and get eighteenth. So <clears throat> it was a tale of um, forward, back, forward, back, forward, back, and 
yeah, not not fun. And I knew I had pace, and I knew I could have won it. Brody Cook was up there, and he ended up losing it in the last lap. I think it was. I saw him coming out of the pits as I came out of the pits anyway. So um, I had enough pace to be with those guys. All I had to do was stay with them. That's why I was letting him pass. And yeah, no, it's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. I think I walked away and told Braden and Nathan I'm never coming back to officials ever again. Um, <laughs> don't so. let it don't let it spoil you, mate. You have the good ones and the bad ones. I mean, I, I always like you, mate. Just I, I feel bad like... ones at the moment. That's the problem. Uh, just... it'll, it'll, it'll turn around, mate. Honestly, it will. Yeah. Putting myself like, yeah, put yes, nothing you do about it. Like, cool, I got spun in, in, in the first lap back to 19th, cool. I, I worked my guts off to get back to ninth, thinking, okay, we'll just salvage something the other night. And then I should have just let this guy go and then, you know, just just bide my time for the last corner and um, and done it. Yeah. Like, we were too wide into the last corner with five laps to go. And he just <laughs> yeah, kept yeah. on fucking going at it. Yeah. I've scored a yeah. few times tonight, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you said it, you said it, though. There were, can I tell you, I'll be where you were, where you are now. And the things that really made the difference for me in, in progression when all everything else is frustrating, you feel like you're stuck in this place. Um, there, are, there are a few things. Um, and I'm not going to try and this will sound like I'm telling you how to suck eggs, but I'm not trying to. Um, there, there was a series called Surviving Rookies. Yeah, I've seen uh, that. It, yeah, that was yeah. really good. Um, Philippe Laybert's when I, when I, Laybert, do you see he's he's retired? He's out of iRacing now. For and those of you who know, he was Mr. Skippy for a very very long time. Ran the 2K Cup, was the community rep with iRacing, did all the track selections for the season and all the rest. He's he's pulled the pin. Um, he said, and I've probably said it here before. You know, you make your own luck. And by what he meant, what he meant with that was, um, say you're coming into ten A and ten B, right? And say you're the person in front, and you're worried about that guy missing his braking marker. Position your car so he can't hit you. And it sounds like yeah. you're kind of doing that, right? Yeah. That's that's what he meant about making his own luck. Oh man, and I then... was taking some interesting lines in the corners, <laughs> so I wasn't getting hit. Yeah. I'll tell you that right I, now. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. And um, and then combining that with, you know, you carry that that race IQ with you, right? You make sure that you do that. And it sounds like you're you're if you're not there already, you you you're on right. the right path. Which is, you know, that whole thing. To finish first, first you got to finish, right? Um, and it's for me. I, I and I did it as recent as as Lime Rock, and I think I said it when we were doing a recap. There, there was a guy who had good pace, at least as good as mine, if not a fraction faster. He made a mistake. I went past, and I thought, you know, we'll, we'll drive around with it and leapfrog and try and catch uh, Marco in front of us. But he sat a tenth behind me for for two laps. I think it was. Yeah. Um, and I just went, you know what? He doesn't have the consistency. I'm not, you know, I, I don't think this is going to be safe and I think it's going to cause an accident and I just don't want to be. I just pulled over on the straight, let him pass, and, and I was happy then to sit behind him and, as you say, wait for that last lap yeah. or two to, to do something. It was less than two laps and he spun off on his own, Gonski, <laughs> and I was left to just take away the prize at the end of it. So if you're confident and you can uh, in that, and it's not going to work every time, Right, so that race that I, I came third in, I think the big soft before the big SNL race, I could have fought for the win, honestly, because yeah. you're in that that yeah. five car draft draft pack. But uh, and and I don't always roll double sixes in that. I got third, and I wasn't in it for the win. I was only ever in yeah. it really competitively for third because of that. 
but it was great points. It was great eye rating for me yeah, that's and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I, I reckon you're on the path, mate. And all I can yeah. say is stick with it because with those that sort of mindset, I reckon you know you'll be out of that third I, split and making your way up. I had that that. I think the red red missed him because I'd overtaken him before again in going into the chicane and I'd nailed it because I had better pace than him into the chicane. That's also shocked that he missed it by so far just to get back in front of me because I was outbreaking him every time I was behind him anyway. But then I've gone left into the chicane and old mate in front of us about three, four or two seconds down the track had spun and was sitting in the middle. So I've then had to take evasive action to go around him, which has slowed me down. <laughs> Which is then let old mate pass, or not pass, but then he—that's when he went too wide into the final turn just to get ahead of me again. And I'm just like, oh, come on, you know I'm faster <laughs> than you. You know I can go past. You know you can sit in my draft, and yeah. we can get up to those guys who are only five seconds down the track. But no, <laughs> I think it's no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I think it's important to remember that, like that recency bias as well. Like you, you remember the one where you get held up and crashed into because of yeah. it, but then you you very easily forget the 10 cars you do let go by and then they spin out and you get the position anyway and, yeah. and things like that. Well, that's how I got from 19th to 9th. There's no yeah. other way of doing that than the print. And it was pressuring people and, and just sitting behind them going, I'm not going to overtake you, but I'm going to make you get every corner right. And then they got a corner wrong and I get past. Or they, the two in front would battle. And, and look, I, I that was the frustrating part that I'd had the mistake. I'd got back 10 positions from like pretty much last in the field and then had uh, like I, I should have I saw him going off and I should have just went okay I'm, I'm off the throttle but so many times he'd gone off hmm. and kept the throttle come back on and then just slowed me down enough that I couldn't get past him and then that was the end of it so I'm like I'm going to go around the outside here it'll be safe but he's just flicked it and it's just come straight hmm. into me and, just, and it's yeah <laughs> It's interesting as well because you you get to a point where you uh, like I probably feel like I'm at the point where I probably have to flip the switch a little bit the other end now as well. Yeah. Like I, I I've got the I can sit behind and bide my time and wait, but that works for most people. But there are situations where you still need to, you know, put yourself first a little bit um, yeah. and and be a little bit more aggressive. So I'm finding it really tricky now to find that balance between when's the right time to try and push up and, and when's the when's the right time to continue to sit back and, and be that sort of follower yeah, because and, uh, and me, there is a point in time where you do need to have both both edges. In, in yeah. most officials, you can get away with just being the, yeah. the consistent safe driver, but when you get up to those real top, you know, like SNL types, uh, top split races, you've you got to have both sides for sure. Yeah, well, honestly, me two months ago would have just sat there and, and kept half a second to a second behind him, and I wouldn't have got taken out, and I would have seen him going, and I would have got the run past, and that would have been fine. But me now trying to be in that spot where I can take advantage of every little mistake and and, and claw my way through the field rather than before I'd just sit in, I'd be happy with 15th and just lap in 15th and hope people crashed in front of me down the track, and that's where I got it, yeah. because that was the safest option. But now I'm trying to be a bit more aggressive. It's obviously it's a fine, fine line that's going to happen, but until I can yeah. get better at understanding those situations and by being in them so yeah it's all right. yeah mate uh, can i can i add to that as well you you're 100 right and braden what you're saying there and 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 wilco adding to it i'm i'm in a very similar boat i've spent the longest time like i've been i've been racing skips it's got to be five years now um and I've, I've built up over time in terms of speed and and uh i rating and all the rest of it and i'm safe in a top split now but 
and I, I was I was sort of hit Ben up during the week uh, again as a sounding board, just saying I'm I'm losing out now in exactly what you're talking about, Braden, in those situations, and I lose to him every time, right? <laughs> and I was thinking about it in those tight last moments. Even if you look at the Aussie car at, at uh, Road America, uh, I always seem to pick the wrong spot uh, in terms of really ruling out that that competitor. So with Ben, I, I thought I was uh, far enough over to the left and AJ was on my right, so there was no room for him on the left. And then he, he caught me off guard on the left because the track actually opened up a bit more than I that I thought it was. And then I kind of froze a bit and, and um, uh, we neck-coated and you saw him uh, mowing the grass all the way to second. And if it wasn't for that, he would have won it, actually, I think. He had the run. But it's... And it's it's I'm in my head a bit, and I should be starting to charge Snell a bit of rent for being in my head because, um, in those finer moments, um, my decision making is not where I want it to be, and I think it comes down to exactly what you two are talking about is the practice on it. So it's one of the reasons why I'm trying to put myself in some of those more aggressive races. Why I've I've done a few of the pre SNL races where you get the same kind of crew, the same kind of. Um, strength of field and caliber that you do in SNL. Um, and I don't, because I do SNL, I just don't get that opportunity very often. So I, that's what I'm trying to do and and work now. Now that I've sort of ground my way through being safe, make sure I cut the mistakes out of my racing as well. That's the other bit I forgot to mention before. If I spent the longest time where I'd have great races and I was on the books for really good results, but I'd make one mistake in a race and it was enough to cost me a spin-off and and I'm, I'm just out of it at that point or, or an accident and I'm, I'm in the pits and getting a fast repair. Once I cut that out, I then worked more on the race craft and, and, and what have you to get myself to the aiming for podiums more often than not. But then the wins uh, in those midweek races where it's all friendly and it's a almost a roll of the dice with drafts and everything are one thing. But in those really competitive races, uh, I'm still learning and I'm still trying to find that edge there. And it's, it's. Uh, I think it just comes with reps and runs on the board, you know, get getting those runs under your belt. Well, whatever Ben's charging you for rent, you can make it up with uh, money from me. It's going to you and AJ and Ben as well because I can't seem to get past you guys. Um, it's interesting. At the risk of us talking forever and ever and ever and hopefully people finding it interesting, um, it, it, like you said about eliminating the mistakes, it wasn't until Road Atlanta this week, which I didn't really feel like I had great speed. Like I was okay. Um, I, the first race I did there pretty sure it was the first race I did there. I, I looped the car at turn, whatever the left-hander is, five or six, um, and spun and got crashed into and had to get uh, a tow. And I was so dirty at myself because that's something I'd worked so hard to to get rid of is those silly first lap, you know, spins pushing too hard and things like that. But it wasn't until really after I sort of reflected and went, man, when was the last time yeah. I've made a mistake like that in an official or, or even Aussie car? You know, I, the last time I did something... To, that was completely my fault and really silly. Well, I guess I guess that road America with the overtaking thing at the end. But, <laughs> but apart from that, was probably all the way back at Indy uh, at the start of the two-up season um, when Rolling I made, Martin, we call him. Yeah, when I made up all those places <laughs> on the first lap and then and then threw it away into one of the turns, um, just going in too hot. And it was kind of like I was annoyed, but I kind of looked back and went, "Well, actually." Uh, that's one thing I can actually say. I feel like I've cut a lot of that out where I just make silly mistakes, loop the car, touch the grass, have a spin, um, and and 
that's probably been reflective of of the big I rating gain I've had over the last four five months is is just not getting rid of those silly errors and and being a lot more consistent while still maintaining that speed as well. So yep. it, it's yep. interesting. Uh, it was, wasn't something I'd really thought about until I'd had another one of those silly spins and went, oh, geez, when was the last time I'd done something like that? So Yeah, and I remember, mate, um, just to round that one out, the the number of people after the Lime Rock round of Aussie Car this season where I put a toe on the, the rear left on the grass and yep. spun, the number of people... Who, who sounded shocked that I would have made that kind of mistake because, like you, mate, I've, I've worked really hard to get that kind of mistake out of my game. Um, and I took it as a great compliment that people were asking, oh, gee, McKellar's made a mistake sort of thing. Um, and, you know, uh, he's trying not to make too many of them. And the fact that people notice that. through your history, mm. like especially like Imola, you do do mm. it a bit. <laughs> that was that, that was when his wheel decided to turn all of those. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah. Don't even talk to me about that. <laughs> um, so we haven't talked Aussie car yet. Do you want to leave that to the results? Yeah, yeah sure. we can do. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Let's get into the iRacing news and updates because we've had two weeks. There's not a lot there. Sorry, we've missed some stuff. But let's brought to you by Twenty Four Seven Race Control. If you need race control, go to the Facebook page Twenty Four Seven Race Control. Get them in your league. Also, driversclub.net.au. I need to check on how that's going, but ten bucks, twelve months, good, good, good way to go. Jump in on it if it's still there. Uh, I will follow up on that fairly soon. Driversclub.net.au. Um, let's get into this news and update. So let's talk to Ira because we're at the end of the Aussie car season, almost, uh, and we've got uh, basically the the last um, two months of Aussie car ready to announce what's happening. So. Uh, take it away, Ira. And welcome back to the podcast, Ira Felberg. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, flat out like a lizard drinking, but um, yeah, real busy at the moment. Busy time of year for me. So yeah, flat out. But yeah, other than that, pretty good. Still going. So that's the main thing. <laughs> that is the main thing. Congratulations on still going. Um, so we've we've got you on because it's that time of year again. It feels like it happened only just the other day. We we've, we're finishing season nine and talking about season ten. We're now finishing season ten and talking about season eleven of Formula Skip Barber, and we've got a few other things to talk about as well. However, what, can, do you want to unveil what's happening in season eleven? Uh, we're going back to the UK, I believe. Yeah. So the two there's two officials basically that are in the uk and i kind of had it on my rotation anyway with those list of tracks so i thought um yeah we might as well go back to the uk and do a season of uk so it's going to be a couple of little small different things basically to break it down um there's going to be two enduros this time so three sprint or actually four sprint rounds two enduros because um i think they mix it up a little bit more um and doing the survey that i did recently a lot of people pretty much put 50 50 that they like the enduros and the sprints so and i just think it mixes it up the other thing is um just the way the track list worked out um we're going to go to spa at the end which is what they used to do for the uk formula ford um, series and that's a pretty big track so 15 minute race around there is not much so i figured uh, spice it up a little bit and have the double points as the last round so uh, <laughs> that could make the last round a bit more interesting too because um, there'll be a lot more opportunity for someone to uh, make up some spots there. So, yeah, and then, so well, we'll go through it. Yeah, so round one is Snedden 200. That's an iRacing official layout. 
So round two, we're going to be heading to Donington to the Grand Prix layout. Round three, Silverstone, which will be the new Grand Prix layout, which we haven't been to before in Aussie Car because we used the Legacy layout last time we were there. And that's going to be an Enduro. So Silverstone will be an Enduro. And then round four, um, yeah, the Joker in the pack, which we haven't talked about yet, is our oval round. And uh, <laughs> I know there's going to be a lot of people happy and a lot of people probably not happy, but I'm pretty sure there was a, quite a few people have been asking for this for a while, and I'm pretty sure Wilco is one of them. Maybe it was just uh, me asking a lot and you just thought it was many people asking. <laughs> That's actually probably very true, actually. No, I know Russell um, has been asking. And uh, anyway... To put everybody out of their misery, we're going to go back to USA, uh, but this time on the dirt. So I figured uh, NASCAR did it with Bristol, uh, so we can do it. And look, uh, you know, there'll be a few people saying, oh, dirt, what? But actually, when you go and have a drive, it's it's actually pretty grippy. It grips up. Um, you, I'm doing like about a second a lap slower than what I'm doing on the paved. And the surface is actually going to be a real interesting talking point because um you'll find other uh, opposite of the asphalt which is a sort of like a lot of off throttle oversteer it's actually more understeer you think the dirt's oversteery but the skippies don't really have the horsepower to kind of spin the wheels up and just the configuration of the track how long the straight is it's not really kind of like what i would call a typical speedway dirt race where you've got like way too much speed to make the corner and you're tipping it in after about 10 laps on your own on a 100% use track you can stick on full throttle and it's mostly understeer so you're controlling the car mostly on the understeer rather than the oversteer so I don't think the error rate's going to be too high or anything and I think um, yeah it'll really change it up just something different um, on the dirt and it's actually quite grippy like I said so yeah and then moving on round five will be Brands Hatch which will be the iRacing official the next week and then the last round um, will be uh, at Spa which is what we did last time we went to the UK as that's what the Formula Ford season used to do they used to finish off at Spa and just to spice it up a little bit that's going to be an enduro so that'll a six be double hour points. enduro how good's that <laughs> six hour no that was a typo <laughs> on the text I sent you but um, no it's that that's going to wrap up um, yeah the season but that'll be the last round but having an enduro I think that'll two enduros, but also having one as the last round at Spa um, should make a, a bit more of an interesting race. Okay. Well, hopefully so who... by round four, I'm well and truly out of the championship. Otherwise, I'll be a very, very nervous boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, it's not as bad as you think. You'll be fine. You'll be um, surprised how much fun the dirt is. Like I said, it's not. It's nowhere near as loose as what you think. Yeah. So, Braden, let's go start with you. You're the one who's scared of this. Well, what do you think of that layout for Season 11? Yeah, no, looks looks pretty good. A um, couple of tracks that I've been to before, so it's always nice to not have to completely learn a new track. Um, Snetson's not everyone's favourite, uh, that's for sure, but I actually don't mind racing there too much. The 200 layout's not too bad. The Snetson 200, the only track that you podiumed at, I think, Pete, if that's correct, is the uh, only round of yeah. iRacing, uh, the only round of Aussie car that I ever missed. So, um, And that's why I podiumed. There was 25 <laughs> people who didn't turn up and there was three of us who did. So thank you <laughs> yeah. to everyone who did. 
Um, no. Donington's a track that I like. I think that's a pretty cool track to drive um, in the skippy. Yeah, that's the uh, GP. We didn't do the GP last time, did we? So we got to do the the hairpin at the end, and yeah. then and then the chastity hairpin from Scops. That um, <laughs> yeah, didn't go so well for him. So that'll be hard memories there. And then yeah, Spa. I haven't been back in a long time um, to Spa. I never really done that well there, and I've lost a lot of I rating there back in the day when I was probably. Yeah. Not as knees. You go, you go middle of the track, and you still get an off track then. But apparently, they fixed it. I haven't checked that. Yeah, year. that was the, it's better. The new model. Yeah. And I definitely feel like I'm driving a lot better than I was last time. Spa was in the um, official rotation, so uh, it'd be nice to go back and sort of test myself and see see how much I've improved. I guess. Yeah, Alex, what do you reckon of that little line up there? Oh mate, I like a I like a good uh, British track. Uh, I'm good with that. Snedden, yeah, I haven't done a lot of racing there. Done a little bit. Um, I like. I prefer the national layout of Donington. If I'm honest, the GPs got that extra bit of a challenge in that last sector. That blind final corner is a real challenge. It's you roll the dice every time, so that'll sort a few people out. Um, dirt. That's a new experience. That'll be interesting, <laughs> and I'm open to it. So. And Brands has GPs, good circuit. The indie layout's fun, but it's probably too short. And, you know, I love me a, a GP layout. And Spa's, of course, a really good place for enduro racing. They do a lot of enduro racing there. So uh, I expect big uh, big packs there. It's really tough to break the draft. Also just interested to see how the skippy goes there. Now they've um, relaxed the track limits a bit. So um, that might change a few lines. Uh, there you might find a bit of time with a bit of extra track usage. But, yeah, I do expect big pack racing, uh, which in my mind will probably lead to an exciting finish because people will turn the week up in the last couple of laps. So it should be interesting. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. Brands Hatch GP uh, was in the two-up season and we saw a Ben Snell last to first challenge from memory. <laughs> Yeah, yes, inadvertent but... last to first, but yeah, he did. <laughs> and, and, and it was at my expense on the line, I think. So. <laughs> oh, sorry to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, no worries. First to many, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, I think we've been to Brands Hatch a couple of times, and I, I have never gone well there, but I've always enjoyed racing there. It's one of those tracks that's been in about every game that I've played, uh, so it's always got a little bit of a fond fond memory there. Snap that obviously you mentioned it before. Um, someone taking out half the field and letting me finish third is, is something good. And then good old Sim Speed not having interviews that week. That was there's no, not not hard on that at all anyway. Um Donington I missed. It's the only Aussie car round I've ever missed. So it'll be good to finally get back there. And uh, I think Matty Mites had a very good race there last time we went there. So in, interesting to see how he goes back there. Silverstone, Enduro, just speaks for itself. It's a good track. We've been there a fair few times, and I don't mind going there. I've got pretty good results there as well. But Spa, Enduro, um, yeah, it's a Spa, Enduro. That's all I can say. Uh, it'll be fun. Uh, that The last couple of corners will be interesting, and, yeah, I'm sure it'll sort out a few people. Um just, yeah, the interesting bit will be qualifying for that because with, with an hour and a half uh, for one lap, we're going to be able to, yeah, <laughs> how long we're going to get, how many laps we're going to get in for, for quality. But looking forward to it, Ira, it, it all looks really good. So that kicks off in two weeks' time from now, if you're listening to it pretty much on release. Uh, so when do registrations open for that? 
Yeah, so basically straight after the last round next week, which is um, at Belle Isle on Thursday. So on the Friday, because we'll be starting racing the next week, immediately yep. they'll open straight away. So everyone, if they could be onto it pronto, and the best place to do that, <clears throat> obviously, is through aussiecar.net on the website or Facebook or Aussie Car on Discord. Definitely do that for sure. Now, you've got a few other things in the works, so walk us through what you've got planned as well. Oh, by the way, just quickly, was there any changes to points, any changes to anything else? I see 30-minute qualies are still in one one to 15-minute race. Oh, 15-minute race. That's... Uh, top 12 inverted? That's No, that's what we're about to talk about. Okay, that's um, what we're about to talk about. Sweet. So go with it. That's all right. But no, doing. there's no there's no real changes um, in points or anything to the skips. I think okay. it's all pretty sweet now. So, yeah, that'll be all right. So, yeah, so basically that will take us up until December 2, and then there's three weeks, um, actually four weeks to finish off the year. Um, and what we decided was to park the skippies up after that just to give everyone a bit of a break because... Um, that's what we did last year and it seemed to work pretty good. So they will, the skippies will be back in January. Um, not sure exactly what date yet because I'll probably actually want to canvas the drivers and see what they say. It's probably more looking towards the uh, middle or the end of January because people are on holidays and stuff. And like I said, the skippy, you know, everyone takes it pretty serious. So um, there will be some more stuff that we'll probably run some fun races in January just to get everything going. But, yeah, to finish off the year... So we've got three weeks, and what um, I've decided to do is to run a three-week season of uh, F3s on Thursday night. So it'll be the same time slot as the Skippies, Thursday, 7.30. It will be broadcast live on SimSpeed TV, and there will be live race control from uh, 24-7 as per usual. And a couple of little things different. Obviously, it's only a three-week season, so a bit less commitment, I thought, for people, uh, a bit easier to get in. And I'm going to, it's obviously to try a few things, not just the car, but other things, formats. And um, starting with the entries, one thing I'm, we're going to do a little bit different this time is um, it's going to be a, basically a pay, pay what you think is fair system. So it's free to enter. So if you want to rock up and just race, that's actually fine. And all payments or non-payments or whatever will be anonymous anyway. So, you know, it's... It's more, um, to give you some background, I used to live in a place in South Perth and I had a Buddhist restaurant across the river from me and it was a pay what you thought the meal was worth kind of thing. And it always struck me as a really good system, you know, because I never saw anybody being a cheapskate or whatever. And look, there's there's a lot of people that race Aussie car that, you know, they are tight budget and, you know, they're on the family budget or student budgets or whatever and, you know, if you've got to buy a few tracks and paying $20 for a six-week season, it sounds pretty cheap if you're working full-time. But for some people, that adds up, you know. So I want to make that opportunity open for, you know, people like that to race. But having said that as well, you know, I've got a few drivers who have done okay out of life and they like to, you know, throw me a bit of extra cash to cover the costs here or there. So I just thought, you know, it's something I want to try in the future. Like I'd... Uh, you guys know the semantics of the paid entry and what it does and, you know, it keeps the idiot factor low, but it also probably affects your overall total numbers. So I'm always trying to figure out how to find a happy medium. And if I can cover costs 
you know, doing it, pay what you want, and people can just rock up and race for free, then that's that's what I would p- prefer to do. But look, you know, I'm not saying it'll happen yet for the skippies, but definitely that's what I'm going to try, and I'm prepared. I've got a couple of sponsors that are, you know, prepared to uh, cover the costs. So, yeah, we're going to give that a go. So it'll be free to enter, basically, and if you want to pay $6, then the option's there to pay, pay the $6 for the races. Uh, sorry, $9 for three races, but... Um, and on to the format. So uh, it's going to be one server. It'll be 30 minutes open qualifying for the F3s. Um, there will be two races, a 15-minute race and a 30-minute race. And the difference is that the top 12 are going to be inverted. So that's what they do in the real F3s. And, you know, there's something I do get asked about a bit, the old reverse grid race. Um, and so I thought it's a good opportunity to sort of try it out. Um, there will be a five-minute warm-up in between race one and race two. And then the three tracks So that we're going to do, the first round will be at the A1 ring, um, which is, I don't know if there's any F3 fans out there, but if you know, it's all pretty heavy on the iRacing roster and most of the drivers pretty much say it is the best track for the F3s, the most fun. Um, and then round two will be at Phillip Island, and then round three, just to spice it up, I thought we might as well head to the mountain and uh, have a run around Bathurst. So, yeah, it's just going to be a a three-week season, um, and it will be on the same night as the Skippies. So uh, hopefully uh, we should be able to get some uh, enough cars, and um, we will wait and see how many cars we do get, but I'm open to, like, throwing a few AI cars at the back if we have to, like, make up numbers. But to be honest, I don't think we'll need it, but we'll We'll, we'll wait and see. Okay, cool. What do you reckon, Braden and Alex? Yeah, um, F3, a pretty good car to drive. I had a little run around Phillip Island the other night um, in it. It was pretty good fun. It's plenty of grip and lots of aero. Um, so, yeah, sounds like a bit of fun. Yeah, love a bit of open wheelers. Uh, I'm, like I've always said, I'm pretty terrible with anything with a roof, so open wheelers <laughs> are always, uh, always love racing them, so... Well, they're going to be a lot different to the skippies, that's for sure, because what Braden was saying the other night, even when we're having a run, like um, I was able to follow Braden quite easily, and, and that's mainly because of the aero, you know, whereas in the skippies, after four or five corners, he's half a second down the road. After a lap or two, he's second, two seconds, whatever, down the road. So it should make it like a totally different flavour, and we discussed at length, you know, what, what car, and the reason that we probably picked that car was because, hey, you know, what else do you do? Um, we were keen to try. There are some, we tested them all, and, and some of the other sort of the uh, Road to Indy car, that's actually a really good car to drive, quite fun. But yeah. the problem is in Australia, it's kind of not really that relevant, and I wasn't confident that we could get enough people interested, whereas the F3 seems to have a pretty good following, and it's the one the car I get asked about the most, and in the survey it stuck out as a clear... A clear winner that's one that's car people would want to give a go so yeah so it's just a three-week season we thought we'll give it a try but it's going to be broadcast and all that so it should be semi-serious uh, looks good we'll have some locked on cards in there we've already got a paint job going on a locked on f3 so we're good to go um hopefully less green cards in that racing series so we'll see how we go. <laughs> Uh, so one last thing to announce. So the hill climb was obviously a fairly uh, successful little venture. What have you got to announce on the in the hill climb front? Yeah, so we ran the first uh, race 
to the clouds, um, Aussie car, and it was uh, first broadcast hill climb on iRacing anywhere in the world, which I was pretty proud of. So, and it went pretty good. There was a few things that probably um, would change. Obviously, you learn something the first time. Um, the other thing is iRacing has kind of helped in a way because they've changed the dirt section um, and it's made quite a bit of difference because the dirt section originally was reasonably grippy, like not too slippy at all, really. And now, like in the V and the Skippy, it's almost pretty much undrivable. And in a lot of the other cars as well, like it's almost like it's it's like driving on ice. If you, the four wheel drive cars and some of the other cars, you know, aren't too bad. So that's kind of um, led me to just pick one car. Um, part of the reason we had a few issues as well with people not make, having time to get from server to server and and all that. So I think from now on we'll probably just stick to one car per round and we're probably going to do like four a year so basically one every three months so not not too overkill and i think with everybody in the same car it's a good way to kind of you know measure yourself up against the cameron dancers and the thomas hymns and those sort of people so yeah um uh, the car is so the date I should say is going to be on the 30th of december so it'll be the last thursday of this year uh, mount washington ascent obviously and the car will be the radical sr8 and it will be an open setup. And I don't know if you guys have taken it for a spin up there yet. You're probably not, but it's pretty, uh, it's pretty wild. The first few times, it's like, it's daunting. But the interesting thing is, once you get it down, um, I actually think it's going to be like, even though it's a like five and a half minute lap course, it's going to be real close because um, once you kind of get used to the car, like I'm, I'm doing five minute. 25 five minute 30s so i expect they'll probably be another five seconds quicker than that but you know like a bad run is a 30 like a good run's a 25 so <laughs> i think you're going to find it's going to be super close and there's a lot of a lot of drivers interested i got a lot of requests after last time people saw it and um a few of the locked on guys as well asking me already like when's the next one so so yeah so that's it it's going to be on the 30th of december last thursday of the year 7 30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time, Mount Washington in their Radical SR8. Excellent. Okay. Any thoughts on that, guys? I, I know, Braden, you're, you're a keen hill climb fan. <laughs> I haven't even downloaded the hill climb yet. <laughs> um, I can hear Nathan Verney doing laps of him sim room right now, uh, <laughs> sc- screaming like a giddy schoolgirl uh, that it's the Radical SR8. I know how much he likes that car. So, yeah, it might uh, it might make me actually buy a Mount Washington and, and have a crack. I didn't uh, didn't participate last time, but, um, you know, maybe. Might see me out there. Are we going to see you out there, Alex? I'm thinking the same thing. I haven't uh, found the right time to invest in the, in the in the hill yet, and this might be the thing that gets me out there. Radical's a bit of fun too, so could be the thing. Mate, it's no an roof. absolute weapon up that hill, I'll tell you. You'll have a blast. Thanks. Yeah, nice one. Sounds good, Ira. Thank you so much for all the exclusives. You've been an absolute legend yet again. Uh, good luck with the rest of the season. I know um, it's all coming together to be a pretty big finish. Uh, I assume Locked On's going to keep the team's championship. Is that, that where we're sitting right now? I, I don't know. <laughs> we're we'll about have to go through it. 40, 50 <laughs> yeah, I need... off, I <laughs> We'll have to go through that soon. But congratulations again and well done on doing such a good series. And yeah, we look forward to hearing from you soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks again for having me, and uh, congratulations on the podcast as well, kicking more goals. So, yeah, well done, lads. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks for that, Ira. You're absolute legend. Now, do you want to? Have, now he's not here listening to us. Do you want to have a quick wrap up of it? Do you, 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 anything you don't like about it? You don't want to stay in front of his face? What? Uh, give me the give me the national layout, please, at uh, Donington. <laughs> That's right. You said that to his face anyway. So. I know. I know. I love the national. Honestly, I love the national layout at Donington. The the GP one leaves me a bit cold, but um, uh, like I said, that final corner will make it life very interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. We've had had some personal discussions uh, in, in amongst Locked On, and I think we've had it fairly openly on, on some of the streams maybe. Have we had another podcast about how the Enduros have been pretty same-same and, and pretty hard to, to like, it's 50 minutes of the same all the way around is what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah. once you lose, a, lose people, or as we mentioned before, it's 50 minutes of us battling or, or staying in line until the last lap. Um, and if you do make, make a mistake, there's no way to really catch it up because no one else is making that same mistake. Um, having two enduros, having Spar and um, the other one, <laughs> I can't even remember, Silverstone, um, Silverstone as the two enduros, yeah. will, will those tracks make a big difference? I think Silverstone may, um, but do you see much of a difference there? It's tricky because yeah. I was just going to say they're both wide open GP tracks and and they're both quite long laps, uh, plenty of time for for drafting, but also some tricky corners like Silverstone. Obviously, you've got that Maggots and Beckett section, which can easily throw people off. But if you can keep it together, you're going to be able to follow pretty easily through there as well. It it's interesting. The enduros push you in a different way. Like it, you, if people don't make those mistakes, yes, that they can become a little bit tedious, but the mistakes creep in the longer you're racing more easily. Yeah. It's so much easier to make that one mistake and then be dropped off the back of a pack that you now know you have no chance of getting getting back to. And if you've been with that pack for 35 minutes and then you drop a wheel in the dirt coming into a corner and, and, and all of a sudden you, you lose that draft, it's you just have to be so perfect for that whole time that it, it, it can be interesting, but it's a different kind of interesting, I suppose. It's not yeah. it's not a look at us go too wide through this section interesting. It, it's it's more of a, a battle of can can I do this for this whole time, I suppose. Yeah. The one uh the one thing and I know it didn't get a really good run well, it didn't have a lot of success when it was tried before, uh the safety car thing. It's yeah. it's really if you can get it to work, it's the one thing that I think would bring it all back together. I'm not a fan of it as someone who's uh, been at the front of a race and you've earned the gap yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden it compresses. But by the same token, there have been times where I'm out of a race and it brings you back into it. So yeah. it, it is a thing. I, I've raced in, in a league, one league in particular, where we did it every week. Um, we do uh, an enduro at Bathurst. Uh, thirty odd laps or something like that, and there were two two random safety cars, and it changed the nature of the race. The race really didn't begin until after the safety mm. car, and the, the couple of times we did it Aussie car, it was the same. However, I think maybe if you're going to do two, maybe you you do a safety car in one of them just so there's that contrast. Yeah, um, and, and, and I know the the safety car rule inside of iRacing has changed, but no one's actually I haven't seen anyone implement it where you can open keep the pits open the whole way through and i think that's the difference if people can get lucky get that pit stop get out and then get track position because of how it falls and if it is truly random and the pits stay open i think it's got potential 
and I think it will change things. But like you said, I hate watching races where this guy's dominated, got six second lead, and he's doing really well, and then loses it because you know that's a safety car. But I've been in that position too, where cool, I got my lap back, I can actually race now, and this feels so much better than two laps yeah, yeah. down at the end. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. Apart, apart from the Ants car race I did the other night, uh, every other safety car race I've completely botched. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I um, like it. It yeah. really does make a difference with fuel strategy in particular. Obviously, it would with t- oh, not so much with tires, but fuel strategy coming into it a lot more, where saving that fuel there is an actual advantage to it where at the moment, yeah, you're going to get a 10th or two in the, or you're going to get a second in in the pits, but you know, Ben still proved you can lose two seconds on entry anyway. So what's the second between friends uh, in, in a 50 minute race? It could make a huge difference, but it often doesn't. Um, but a safety car, it does where you're all nose to tail going in and you literally get an extra second quicker out than five of the cars in front. It's a huge advantage to fuel save. So I don't know. It's I'll be, I'll, I would be interested to, to have a closer look at it, and I think I might run some practice. We're, we're looking at running some practice leagues anyway, and it would be something that I definitely want to try and play around with um, because it just spices up the end and, and gets people back into it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's something to think about, and my experience with it is on the road. Yeah, the cha- you just just follow the the iRacing directions. Like I haven't played with the pit open and not or whether it was just first lap you behind the safety car. Second lap, you do your pit yeah. stop. Third lap, you go. Dunsky. Yep. No, if you fight. The only, yeah, there, there, there's some issues with it, but it, it works perfectly on ovals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really like the best on the road. But, yeah, I think there's 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 some room there to, to try and fit it in, but we'll see how we go. Now, let's move on to an announcement that came from Mike, which uh, from, from OSR, which we've had a bit of a chat to recently as well. Um I actually knew about this, so don't tell anyone. Um, but Porsche, Australia, Porsche Cars Australia is pleased to announce that the 2021 Porsche Painter Dixon Esports Carrera Cup Australia presented by order. That is a long name, um, <laughs> but it basically it's the official uh, Australian Porsche Championship that they're doing, uh, online championship. So um, I know they're actually presented by order, but I know someone who is very well known to us and very good at presenting and broadcasting is actually giving them a very close helping hand with this. Uh, so the presentation will actually be really good. Um, it's the first, there's a first open qualification sim race. Uh, sorry, it's the first open sim qualification race uh, from Porsche Australia uh, together with esports organization order. Uh, the very first Porsche East. Australia, esports Australian Championship uh, champion will be crowned. Um, pre-qualifying sessions over three days uh, in October. We'll see the best drivers from uh, around, uh, sorry, race around the iconic Mount Panorama Bathurst circuit. Uh, set then they'll set the best fifty drivers will proceed to the following stages. The main event will be held on Sunday, October twenty fourth, uh, where the last chance qualifier race will be run. Uh, and a grand final will see 30 drivers compete. Uh, only one winner can be will be the inaugural Porsche Esports Australia champion uh, and win the, ex- the all-expenses-paid trip to round one of the Porsche-painted Dixon Carrera Cup 2022 series. Um, both the last chance qualifying and grand final chases will be broadcast live. What do you think? Uh, I think there'll be some... Very fast drivers in there. That's what I definitely think. Um, 
I think it's cool. Again, another, I suppose, um, initiative of a of an outside real life racing series to to join up with iRacing in some sh- shape or form and, and and put together a series that's gonna um, you know at least get someone out to to the first round of the um, Porsche Carrera Cup series. That's been a pretty big staple, I suppose, of Australian racing as a support series um, around the country for for a long time. Yeah, and, and that too, you'll for someone who's just won the online Porsche Championship, you'll at, at something like that, you'll get very good ties to be able to um, actually get face to face meetings with a lot of people that are in that that world. So it's 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 something that money can't buy. To be honest, um, Alex, are you? Obviously, it's got a roof, so you're no good at this. Some of my punchline, mate. Some of my punchline. I was about to say there's a roof on it, so that rules me out. But yeah. um, no, that's really exciting to to make that connection. And 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 I think there's more and more. And uh, we talk about the influence of COVID and and how e stuff, not just in sim racing, but across the board, has has had that chance to bloom and almost explode in many cases. Having those connections then back to to this sort of thing where you get that real-life experience out of it, as you say, that's an experience that money can't buy. And I imagine it'll be more than just the all-expenses trip. It'll be come into the pits, come into this team, mm-hmm. see all that stuff firsthand. And and you may not – nothing may come of it other than that that day at the track where you get to experience all that stuff. But there again, you know, you, you hit it off with the right people and who knows where it might go. Just – just stuff, as you say, money can't buy. So that's super exciting. Yeah. So my understanding from what I've I've read uh, or what I've been told maybe is uh, the top 50 drivers are getting through. So the top 20 of those 50 automatically qualify for the grand final. Uh, the remaining 30 will do this uh, last chance qualifier race. And then the top 10 from that will be, will make up the remainder of the top 30 fields. So Pretty exciting little little format. I, I like that setup. Um, it's going to make two very very interesting races, and I'm just I'm excited to see who's going to come out on top because obviously Porsche is the car of the moment in iRacing at the moment, um, and there's some really fast drivers, especially if you start looking at some of the series that are floating around. Uh, AOG has a, has a really good one that we've got some some races uh, trying for. So it's um, it's perfect timing for them. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what, what comes to this. Um, let's move on to a new steering wheel enters the market or new new brand. Braden, what's, what's Moza? Uh, and what have they got for us? It's a very expensive little DD. It's very small. Yeah. So for anyone who hasn't uh, checked it out, I guess your best, your best um, source spot to go is go have a watch of Will Ford um, Boosted Media's sort of unboxing and explanation of, of who Moza are and I guess where they're coming from but um, it, it's a new a new company that's uh, come out with some sim gear um, I guess any anyone or any extra people in the market it's always a bonus you know to to bring that um, competition and, and hopefully then innovation and drive prices down and all those kind of things Uh it's quite a premium, I suppose, starting point for a brand. It's definitely not entry-level stuff. Um, so they've come out with a, a couple of DD wheels, a 16 newton meter one and a 21 newton meter one um, with quite an interesting design. It's It looks nice. The photos actually don't look as nice as what the video does. So I, I do suggest going and have a look at the video. Um, the ca- it's almost like a semi-cube type 
looking setup, but then with a casing around it. And um, from the video that Will did on it, the, the casing, it looks plasticky and cheap. But when you get it out in the video and actually see it in real life, it actually looks like it's aluminium or some kind of metal, almost like a, a car body type of sort of um, finish finish on it and looks really, really quite nice. Uh, the pedals look pretty cool as well. Um, and they also have their own DDU um, screen that fits mm. perfectly onto the base as well um, for people that are sort of looking for that in-house. So it's basically a, all you can get from the one one place you can get the pedals the wheel um the the direct drive base and then obviously like a ddu uh type screen as well uh the prices were fanatech dd uh direct drive wheel prices and and the wheels were the wheel was you know 650 dollars the the uh five inch screen itself was around the 550 dollar mark i think from memory so it's definitely premium stuff i haven't seen any um driving with it yet so will hadn't he'd just sort of done an initial sort of thoughts and impressions video he was seemed to be pretty happy with the quality and and sort of said everything was you know really good quality he kept kind of stopping himself by he would sort of be like wow this looks really good but then sort of had to bring himself back to the well it should be good at this price point yeah. so um, I think you need to consider what it's up against you are sort of going up against the fanatex it's not the Thrustmaster or Logitech type stuff. So it, it's got big shoes to fill if it's going to be uh, good at that price point, I suppose. But like I said, innovation and competition is only good for the sim racing market. So it's always good to see new people on board. I, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure some of the workers for Moza come from Bosch Racing or something like that. So they're supposed to have some kind of racing background. Um, some of the people that, that are working um with the company so um yeah interesting i don't know if you guys have had the chance to watch will's video at all i'm assuming wilco you probably haven't but i'm not sure nah. if you have alex <laughs> now nah, I, I took a squeeze uh when we talked about it before at the website and it looks for a, I, I assume this is their first release it looks like a really polished product yeah. it, as you say it's got the all the elements you look at the casing around the 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 wheel unit uh or the drive unit and it I don't know. It's got that racy look, like some of the, uh, you know, the Thrustmasters and that have of that base unit. Uh, it's not a, a boxy one like a Fanatec or uh, some of the other DD wheels. It's it presents very professionally. That screen that they've got with multiple dashes and everything all integrated, like it's it is an end to end package. You know, it's got the yeah. magnetic shifters, the nice wheel. I love wheel. the fact that that screen's there as, as an option to just like mount straight onto it and i love the yeah. color like the fact mm. that there's a gold version of it um is just it's something stupid but it's just something that no one offers at the moment yeah i feel like they've come out swinging you know yeah. they've they've yes they've priced it but you know let's face it sim gear is pretty expensive yeah. for, for what you market. get yeah and they've they've come out swinging with a what looks on the surface of it let's wait and see what the reviews and how it yeah. performs but on the surface of it it looks like they've gone okay let's aim for that top end of the market but let's come out really hard with a what looks to be a really polished product so it looks good so if they if they came out with just a, a, a rectangle box with a wheel that was black the whole unit was black and that was it they'd have to be well ours is better because of this and ours is better internally because of that you're not going to see it but they've come out with a like i said it's a polished unit that looks nice and is also then priced at the same as these other ones that are 
are, are just look like a standard unit to, to slot on there. So it's got that little bit more just bling around the sides that makes it just, okay, well, you don't know if we're better than everyone else, but we do look like we're a bit more prepared, even though we're, we're only, we're fresh on the market. So one thing like that I did find kind of interesting was that they, they have an app that goes alongside them uh, that you can actually change stuff on I'm assuming like the wheel or the pedals yeah. or stuff um, on the app. Um, so you can do it straight from your phone, which I thought so was you can pretty do cool. It while you're racing, if, if things aren't <laughs> feeling right, rather than having to alt tab and, and, and risk crashing everything. So. Yeah. So I guess that was something that was, that was pretty cool. Like um, I said, they're just bringing those small little touches that other people probably should be thinking about, but aren't. So cool. Let's, let's have a look in 18 months time when Fanatec and, and Simicube have got, these bit more shape to the boxes and they've got the app on the phone <laughs> and, and then they start doing things like that, then cool. Everyone's com- getting competitive. Everyone's trying to look for that extra edge. So, And if anyone at Mozo is out there listening, Pete <laughs> is in the market for a new wheel and wheelbase. So he'd be more than happy to test some stuff. 100% out. <laughs> sell my soul to, um, to, to market your product for you. Happy to do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Our house will be built in Jan- in, in, February, I need to have a new unit by then. So, uh, yeah, contact us at lockedonlads.com.au. <laughs> uh, let's move into the Moza-sponsored uh, lo- local racing. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, lockedonlads.com uh, slash Discord is where you can find our Discord. Come join us, talk about all the cool stuff, including the game of the month at the moment, which is New World. We're having lots of fun in there. Come join us, do stuff. Also, I bought a bike, so there'll be lots of mountain bikey stuff in there now. Uh, and also I'm building a house, so there'll be lots of house building stuff in there. But jump in the Discord oh, and chat with people. Be, be careful with that New World stuff, burning uh, 30 series cards. So have you seen oh, any yeah, of that? Yeah, no, I've heard that. They were doing that in beta. That's the problem. Yeah, the yeah. but it was limited. Still... <laughs> yeah, it was limited to just the EVGA cards. They lost about I can't 24 remember. of them. One of the big streamers, could PC actually just burn out on stream? Mm. And, um, Interesting. Not happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> public service announcement. Be careful. Oh, I've put about a thousand hours into it instead of racing and <laughs> practicing for skippies. <laughs> I've been doing that, so I probably can't complain about my results. Um, I've been too too busy collecting wood and rock. But anyway, local racing results. <laughs> um, as I said, brought to you by our Discord, legendary place. Get in there. Um, Dane Warren won the ten thousand dollars for the E series. That happened. Cool. No problems. Let's move into something different. So we've got the ANS car wrap up from what two weeks ago. The one was supposed to be in week three. Let's go to Carl and hear what happened a, a couple a week and a bit ago from ANS car, and then we'll bring you the newest update later on. But take it away, Carl. Good evening, chaps and chapettes, and welcome to this week's ANS car wrap up. I'm as ever Carl with Ian. Tonight we are going down and dirty with the trucks at Eldora. Round 6 of Season 3 of 2021 saw us back at Eldora for the first time this year. A true challenge when you're driving a truck with high-powered engines. We would see two heat races to set the grid, which saw Aidan Schultz start on pole for Heat 1 and Jason Martin for 2, but they did not stay there. The Dirtmaster Jaden Russell would take Heat 1 pole, Danny G would take the second Heat win for pole position. A 100-lap feature race was to come. The race itself saw many drivers struggling to handle the dirt, but the 65 laps under green were frenetic and full of action and slide jobs. We would see drivers trying the low line, trying the high line, trying the mid line, but it was the high road that was the best road. 
Jaden Russell will take out his first Ansgar victory in an impressive display of control at the front, dominating the race from start to finish, despite second placeman Aidan Schultz's best efforts, who almost got the lead on the restart, but just missed out. The ever-consistent Jason Martin took P3 with Micklemore 4th and Dyson in P5. This means the championship looks like this. Martin still leads with 230 points. Second is Micklemore, 14 points behind. Third for Dyson, 24 points off. Fourth for Raymond, 34 points down. Fifth for Douglas, 35 off the lead. Sixth for Schultz, 36 off the lead. Seventh for Williams, 40 off the lead. Eighth for Griffiths, 41 off the lead. Ninth for Danny G, 44 off the lead. And tenth for Norman Clark, 60 off the lead. The truck series will head to the Monster Mile next time out for 130 laps around Dover. Next up, the thunder could be heard roaring over Charlotte Roval for round seven of the Xfinity series. The tricky Roval saw a few new faces come into the series, but it was the regular Roadmeister himself that took the win. That of Andrew Daiso Dyson took a commanding victory with a one-stop strategy while others tried to stick it out for the whole race on a single set of tyres. This led to a few drivers giving us an exciting end as they charged through the fields towards the end of the race. P2 was sealed by Foster early on, but the battle for third place raged all race long. Schultz would finally claim the prize, starting back from P7. He worked his way up the field, but just could not close the gap on P2 in the end stages. Gallagher had a strong race, finishing with P4, and Daytona winner Thomas Martin came home with a strong P5. Meanwhile, we've had to retire Wilco Watch and replace it with the locked-on look, as the other host, Braden Martin, came into the series with a bang and had a strong debut with a P11 finish, while Wilco came home in P19, netting him a nice points haul to move him up to P14 in the championship. Meanwhile, Braden sits down, way, way down, in joint 38th place, tied with series commentator and all-around great bloke, fantastic-looking fella, and mighty humble person, Carl Withy. The rest of the championship looks like this. Raymond's still in the lead with 280 points. Second is Gallagher, 15 points off the lead. Third is Micklemore, 17 points down. Fourth for Brenton West, 24 off the lead. Fifth for Foster, 42 down. Sixth for Wellman, 52 down. Seventh for Williams, 53 off the lead. Eighth for Carol Walden, 54 down. Ninth for Douglas, 58 down. Tenth for Hunter, 67 off the lead. The Thunder will head to Miami next and the setting suns of Homestead, Miami. And finally tonight, we head to the Ansgar Cup and the halfway point of the chase season. It was the super speedway of Talladega, and as is always the possibility at the track, we saw a couple of big crashes as the cars were going over 300 kilometers per hour. Scott Griffiths will show that he has some serious one-lap pace, taking another Ansgar pole, with Jason Martin sitting in P2. The Cup drivers discovered that this latest generation of Cup car can struggle with the stalling effect once you move out of the bubble, and this caused the race to become a single-line run through almost the whole race. But it was a standing ovation of a finish when we saw the front pack try to make a jawline, and we saw contact between the 31 and 51 causing chaos on the white flag lap, meaning no caution. It was the, My the Mitch Motorsport Ninja, the master himself, who appeared out of the smoke, working his way from P14 at the start of the race to P1 at the end, Danny G, who would take the victory in the end, with DPR's Damon Stockton taking a season-best P2, and the 31 of Josh Micklemore coming home in P3 despite the contact, and then returning drivers Raymond Yeager and 
Jason Hartigan in P4 and P5 respectively. This means the chase looks like this at the halfway point. P1 is still Jason Martin, 8 points back is Foster, 16 points is Skurlock and Gallagher in P3. P5 is Micklemore, 19 off the lead. P6 for Danny G, 38 off the lead. P7 for Pearson, 46 off the lead. P8 for Carol Walden, 50 off the lead. Raymond in, in P9, 51 down. P10 for Traher, 59 off the lead, and 60 points down is Andrew Dyson in P11. Of course, 11 drivers making it through to the Cup chase this season. The Cup has an off week now, but will be back for the Roval for the final five races of the chase. Who will cap off their season with a championship win? Come join us on FGM Ecast, Ferguson Group Media, for all your racing action. And as ever, a big thank you to Locked On Lads and Locked On iRacing, your home for all the best Aussie online racing action. Cheerio all, and back to the chaps in the studio. Thank you for that, Carl. You're an absolute legend. And we've got an actual interview coming up with Carl when the interview series comes back up. So fascinating stuff we found out about that gentleman. Um, really, really good chat. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that. So let's move on to SNL. We talked about it before. What happened, Alex McKellar, in the official results? I guess we'll just stick to Road Atlanta and the overall table. Yep, let's do that. Let's stick to Road Atlanta because um, it's the most recent Although I should say the only the only thing co consistent between the the two races, Road American, Road Atlanta, is my good mate Anthony Jones crashed out in both of them. Poor bugger. But anyway, oh god, uh, I thought you were about to say that I did terrible because you could have gone with that as well. So I crashed out in both as well. <laughs> nah, nah. Oh, I, I got a soft spot for Mister Jones. He's a good supporter of us and uh, part of Team Torpedo. They're a funny bunch of blokes. But anyway, so this week, uh, as I said, as we know, we went to Road Atlanta, had another bumper crop. Uh, what do we have? I think it was 4,500, just under 4,600 this week and back-to-back and -back built through the, the, the warm-up race as well. Um, so really pleased and appreciate the support the folks have given us. Um, saw some old faces there too, uh, along with Mr. Jones. Tim Hendricks and his Team Torpedo teammate, he, he uh, the Flying Dutchman, popped in for a, a fleeting visit and stuck it on pole just ahead of current series leader Julian O'Frey. Nathan Wade, another UK and I driver, uh, actually had his best qualifying results, stuck it in third ahead of... The man himself is snuck in the second last car, Mr. Ben Snell, and he only got Can in I there. Can I just quickly stop you for a second? I'm <laughs> yeah, really yeah. annoyed. I just looked at the standings to find out how far down I dropped. <laughs> I've had four races, and Ben Snell's like three positions higher than me after one race. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, he snuck in, and he only snuck in because he won the warm-up race too. You know, like he had a blitzer in that warm-up race and did a fantastic job, and it got car 19. Anyway, he stuck it on fourth. Uh, in qualifying just ahead of the man of a million miles last week, Sam Devantia, the cowboy, 45 races under his belt, if you don't mind. Uh, and I reckon he did most of those on a tractor while he was farming I-rating. So uh, <laughs> he's done well. Um, uh, as far as the, the other ANZ drivers in quali, we had Vasco for two clowns. He was down in 15th. Uh, Russell Clark, the other team Milo driver, uh, down in 16th. No, and uh, Mr. Braden Martin down in 20th, mate. Not not too was, happy with that one. Yeah. super happy with that result too. I can tell you right now in the Discord chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, um, I didn't off-track my lap. It was just a rubbish second lap, unfortunately. So I can't even say, oh, if I had have done a good... If I hadn't have got that little off-track, at least Hold I would on. have been P whatever. I just did a You went lap. into qualifying. What was your prediction on where you would end up? Oh, God, I don't know. You're P sitting there going, oh, I'm P gonna come last, I'm gonna I'm gonna 
qualified yeah. last year. It's going to be ruined. I'm going to be qualified last. And he qualified last, and he's disappointed. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. Well, fair point, but yeah. Okay, yeah, fair point. Met expectations and unhappy. (laughs) But can I tell you, this is the quality of the field, mate. You were 1.022 seconds off pole. That's it. The whole field of 20 cars. The whole field of 20 cars separated by a second. That's, That's pretty tight. Right around a, yeah. a, over a minute and a half lap, so one thirty-five six puts it on pole. That's a decent effort, right? Thirty-five six from from Hendrickson. Did I hear we so, got into the one thirty-fours or one thirty-threes in yeah, the race. Yeah, fastest lap 40, 34 four. Yeah, uh, ridiculous. Yeah, crazy, huh? Um, there's draft there, of course, but uh, you know, uh, it's still a decent time. So um, we had. A, a string of, I think, from memory, 12 or 13 cars for about the first five laps in that front pack after uh, Mr. Jones exited stage uh, outside of turn three at one point during there uh, after having a pretty big net code with one of the Japanese drivers. Um, but um, that pack slowly dwindled its way down to uh, five guys who were in it at the end, and they really, uh, they really fought it out. Uh, and it was, can I say, it was a, a, a typical uh, Road Atlanta race where that pack sort of stuck together, as you described earlier, Braden. The the, the front two were leapfrogging, uh, and then the rest of them started rolling the dice, trying to shuffle forward uh, towards the end there. So what we saw in the end was uh, a maiden victory to Nathan Wade, the UK and I driver, who is known to be particularly racy, uh, and that worked to his advantage coming three wide into the final chicane on last lap. That put him against, uh, that put him just ahead of another racy fellow that we know, Mr. Ben Snell, who finished second in his return to the top split of SNL. He's had good pace here, and that combined with the previous race, he jumped, I think it was about 230 I rating in two races, which is uh, a pretty fair effort. Um, Julian O'Frey, current I think that's season. That's how much I lost, but anyway. <laughs> well, it's not often you can you, you can lose a hundred, uh, not yeah, too deep without. Ten, yeah, not often you, you get a hundred, so that's a testament. Car nineteen finishing second in a forty five hundred soft. That's that's the way to do it. Um, Julian O'Frey, current season uh, standings leader at the time, finished. Third, Sam Devantia. Uh, I think even though he picked up uh, 220 championship points, I reckon it, it rounded down with the four race system to about 12 championship <laughs> points after all his racing this week. But uh, he did manage. I uh, know he's had a podium before, but a, a really good result in in fourth and just ahead of George Maddock, the other UK and I driver in the top five. Uh, Hendrickson unfortunately had great pace, as we saw in in quali. I uh, had an incident with Maddock and. One of the, I guess, the dice here overtaking spots, which is through turn one, Maddock made a, a move inside after Tim had, had committed to his line, and that's saw Tim off on the outside of turn one. He recovered and led the secondary pack to come home six. Uh, the ANZ drivers in the field, other than Snell in second and Devandu in fourth, were Sarovsky, uh, Vasco for Two Clowns Racing. He was car number 15, started 14th and finished in eighth. We then had... Uh, Mr. Martin just ahead of uh, Mr. Clark in uh, 17th and 18th respectively. So uh, a bit of a mix for the local boys there. Just quickly looking at the second split where we had another ANZ victory. Mitchell Nichols uh, rose to the top of that uh, second race, which was great. Justin Watt, who's Vasco Sorovsky. Oh, I beg your pardon. Yeah, no, it was Mitchell Nichols. 
I was looking at quality, not uh, uh, not at the race results there. Uh, the other ANZ drivers there, Ryan Portelli and Paul Wilson in sixth and seventh. Uh, Mr. Verney, known, known well to us, of course, in ninth, getting some good points. Uh, Jeremy Bush, another well-known to us driver down in 13th, just out of the point. And Justin Watt, after putting it in fourth on the grid, unfortunately out of the points, the other two clowns at racer uh, down in 17th. Um, and briefly, uh, am I in the third? Yeah, I am in the third split for Wilco Watch. Uh, we've oh, got, <laughs> well, the, the, does it I go guess... back that far, does it? <laughs> yeah. we, we score down, as you know, to keep four scroll splits. Down. Keep so, scrolling, yeah. keep scrolling, you get there. <laughs> so ANZ drivers in the fourth split, Ari Gilbert, uh, third split, sorry, Ari Gilbert in sixth. Brody Cook, the Milo Junior driver, uh, he had a, a win in the pre-SNL race, uh, only managed, um, Seventh in the third split. He had a win in this until he. I don't know what happened, but it was like last lap or second last lap. He was right there, up there all the whole way. So. Yeah, he's he's had that phase that we were talking about before, where you got to get the errors out of your game, and he'll he he'll he's got a good chance of rocketing up. I think uh, just needs to work on that consistency. Get rid of that team Milo off his car. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, Ken Himes, great to see him back for another season. Of course, he's down in 12th, scored some points. Jason Wilman, one of the originals. I think he has the most SNL caps. I did a tally at one point, and it was him and uh, uh, Kevin Henderson, who's off racing um, uh, Radicals, I think, at the moment. They had the most caps that ever, barely missed a race in like the first 15 seasons. So hey, good to see him back. And Mark Jeffrey in... 14th, Jason Browers in 16th, and yourself, Wilco, uh, just ahead of Matthew Harriet, Harriet in 18th and 19th. Now, if I jump to the points overall, current standings, Julian O'Frey after four rounds still on top, just ahead of Laura Samadio, the Italian driver. Oh, big shout-out to Julian O'Frey. He came and raced with us. Did the post race interview and all the rest of it on his first wedding anniversary. So more importantly, <laughs> shout guy. out to his poor shout out to his missus as well. How <laughs> anyway. is the divorce going anyway? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, after his win in the in the second split, Mitchell Nichols is now sitting in third, uh, which is great to see uh, an ANZ driver up there again. Uh, Takumi Yamato in fourth, leading Japanese driver and found some good pace in the last season and a half. Giuseppe Tallini, the second Italian in. The top five. Now, after Mitchell Nichols, the other ANZ drivers in the top 20, Vasco Sorovsky has jumped up 10 positions to sit in sixth uh, after last week. Paul Wilson uh, sitting in eighth. Uh, the Cowboy, Sam Devantia, he's up 15 positions sitting in 10th. Ken Hyams, one of our true stalwarts, sitting in 13th. Braden Martin drops a few more after a, a second week in a row. I think outside the points, uh, down to 14th, Jason Bros 15th. Uh, and Corey Lean, who missed this week, has nightmares of last season here. I think it was uh, Ludwig Getty, the season champion, who turned him going through that that loop uh, in the shorter layout. Uh, he's down in 18th, just ahead of the other clown racing driver, uh, Justin Watt, in 19th. And that, folks, uh, probably is a wrap for this week of SNL. Uh, next week, of course, off to the first time uh, to the Hungaro ring and looking forward to that immensely. Just a quick one before we move on. Uh, four weeks, four splits scored and 16 different race winners so far. So no back-to-back winners um, in any of the splits so far this season. All done. Very good. Yeah, yeah really competitive. It's great. Uh, so let's move into Aussie cars. So we've got two weeks to wrap up. We'll, we'll, 
quickly brush over the fact that um, what happened in the enduro, which was what do we got? Some Alex John guy got first, some Ben Gel- Ben Snell guy got second up the inside on the grass. Should have been disqualified for off track <laughs> down the grass on the inside. Uh, and Alex McKellar trying to run that guy off the road and literally <laughs> did run him off the road, got him third. I think Braid Martin always fourth and uh, Russell Clark fifth. Chasty just frustrated the whole night because he fell off the moss the 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 toe and 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 ended up fifth. Uh, so that that's what happened in. Um, in that, look, there's some Darren Lasso jumped up 15 places uh, to finish 18th. Uh, no, I can't even see what position that is. Uh, 15th. Jumped up 15th to get 15th. Uh, you've got Craig Kermit up 11 to get 17th. Uh, Sean Carey up 13 to get 20th. Um, that's sort of the big, big winners of the of the round. Um, Can I just say before we move on from that, uh, I, I mean, I guess I'm at the risk of spoiling the results from the next round, but Russell Clark was really mean to me after that race, and then he goes on and has a really good time at Road Atlanta. So I'll be expecting some uh, apologies from him at some point. He does. <laughs> yes. He does have a dark sense of humour, does Mister Russell Clark III? <laughs> he definitely um, does. Yeah, the last one I mentioned in there was uh, Daniel Stubbs getting a top ten. Uh, very well done at uh, Road America. So. What happened? Give us quick highlights of what happened to you guys in Road America. I know you guys are up the front all the way through and, and just, you know, race at the end. Any highlights from it? Yeah, so I qualified fourth, um, but I got an absolute ripper start um, and think I ended up almost second by the end of the straight, I think, um, and had, I think, Ben Snell uh, with me um, and we kind of leapfrogged for the first little lapping a bit um and then uh a few people started to want to position themselves a bit further up so i ended up dropping back to fourth or fifth in that pack and basically just sat there and followed everyone around for the next 45 minutes until the last couple of laps where my whole plan as i think i said uh to the boys in the green room after the race was i was positioning myself wherever ben snell was being positioned and my goal was to follow him however the way he always seems to find a way through so my plan was to follow wherever he is and to try and get the the draft off him and and you know be whatever run i get off of ben snell is is the, is the way i want to finish the finish the race but unfortunately i probably got canada corner a little bit wrong I thought Ben went to the inside um, and I thought maybe I could carry enough speed around the outside uh, to then sneak ahead of him or at least, at the very least, keep the inside um, for the left-hander after Canada Corner, um, but couldn't quite keep enough speed um, on the outside and Russell sort of got on my inside and meant that me and Russell were battling for fourth and fifth, uh, unfortunately, uh, to the line. And I think I managed to get him on the line by three thousandths of a second, and that's why he had some mean things to say to me after the race. <laughs> um, I managed to stick it on pole. I had uh, I had surprising. I surprised myself with a bit of pace there, more so than I thought I had. Um, but uh, you know, as Braden said, uh, he and Ben got through after I don't know what I was doing at the start of that race, but it was not pretty. Um, and I picked up my one X by turn six, so. 
Uh, it was not what I was looking to do the, from a starting perspective and just sort of fought back uh, to make sure that they didn't get away, basically, and we managed to do that. And then it was a slow burn, honestly. It was a really slow burn, but the pressure built, I think, as we were talking about before, and it all came to fruition uh, in that last two sectors between Canada and and the finish line. Really interesting strategically to watch, I guess, the last two to three corners. Um Ben, literally, like, I was confident. I, I, I didn't mind where I was in the pack. Uh, I, I probably favoured being in first or second. A lot of people are afraid to be in first um, uh, coming out there. Uh, the draft's not the same as it used to be, and I'm I'm good with being in first uh, because I'm really confident in my run out of that final corner more so than I used to be. Uh, ben, I think, spotted that, and his goal from second was to disrupt my run through the final corner, and, and he did that. He put me about a car width and a half off the apex because he showed the nose on the on the inside. AJ fell in behind us uh, and then took the tighter line on exit, uh, and then, as I described before, I, I, I was caught by surprise that the track opened out a bit to the left more so than I thought. I thought just position so there's not a car width on the left so Ben can't go there and sort of keep AJ on my right and I didn't care which one of us won to be honest it was about teams and it wasn't a big difference in points uh, although it was double points and then I just left the gap and and you saw the results so um, it was a bit more of a surprise than anything that Ben was there that's probably what caused the the, the netco contact there I don't use netcos as an excuse it was it was you know in my mind it's still contact but I was just really pleased that it, it, he didn't get taken out of it so um, but the, I guess the moral of the story is there a slow burn to a, an exciting finish and it's no less exciting. Can I say, you know, we were all, you know, really exploding, I guess, in the, in the chat afterwards. And I was really pleased to hear someone like Ben say he had so much fun in that last lap and a half. It made the rest of it worthwhile. So it was good. I think it was just quickly, uh, when you were talking about being first, I think, I think it depended on what kind of race it was. I think one V one. I, you'd rather be second. I think if both cars get the corner right, I think second wins most of the time, uh, assuming they both get it right. I think once you start to add those three, four, five cars coming into the end, because all of a sudden fifth doesn't want to wait to try and fifth does knows they can't win from fifth uh, by getting the run. So they start to pressure the people ahead, which means, you know, fourth now is pressuring third because they don't want to lose out the fifth and then third's pressuring second. Sometimes that's where you can get away a bit easier um, if if the people behind get a bit racier. I think I think I found that with my very limited knowledge of the track and the few races I did that it seemed like it was pretty hard to pull off a win if you were leading into that final corner if it was just you and another car. But as soon as you added in more cars, it made it a lot harder for those people behind to, to make sure they capitalised. Yep, three officials I did. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm happy to be in first because they've got to make the move. Yeah. And it really came to, it, it used to be six or seven tenths you'd lose it on the line. Now it's three, maybe three and a half tenths and you'll lose it on the line, assuming you all things are equal and you get a similar yeah. run out, right? So I was confident if I was in the front, as you say, one car, I'd still back, back myself. Um, I just I want to I want to try and back myself, but with you know in the official that I did where I came third, I was fifth coming into Canada, and I knew I was only racing for third for the reasons you're describing, the disruption that I've got to do to get to third even. Yeah. Um, but in the in the couple of races that I won, I came out of the last corner in a pack of three cars sitting in first. Um, and yeah, anyway, but you know there are plenty of people who can win it from second, as you say, and they're, they're that confident in their run through the corner as well. So it's good. 
Yeah, I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I qualified 14th, which I was actually really happy with my qualifying here. I've been putting obviously a bit of work into qualifying to, to do 14th in this field was was really good. Battled for like sort of as always, I lose a couple of spots on on the start. People where I I let them have room and 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 go past because I'm concerned about the first lap incidents and sort of then get tripped up, sort of battling for, for 13th, 14th, 15th uh, for most of that first couple laps. But then where I would, I was in a pack of five for a, for a large chunk of it. And it was was messy. Um, that's the best way to describe it. The, the two in front were tripping over each other and, and making mistakes, but I couldn't quite get away from them far enough. Every time I got past them, they'd overtake me on the, on the next straight. Um, so at that stage, I'm like, well, all I can do is wait, but I had then two cars behind me. So normally I would just drift to the back of that pack and just sit back and wait and, and avoid the carnage and, and keep going. But, uh, the mental state for this season is push forward, try and get past and, and, you know, let them make the mistake trying to get past you again. Um, we got into turn three, I think it was the right hand to going onto the back straight and I was right on the back of these two and, um, I think we were three wide or something. It kept on going three wide into all these corners and, and end up, uh, they checked up a little bit. Um, I, I avoided them, but then Ashley Knowles, um, teammate, uh, came flying through, unfortunately, and misjudged it and sort of took us. No, there was contact. I can't remember it was that long ago, but there was contact. I ended up getting spun and, uh, getting a meatball, I think, out of it anyway. So, or no, I had just had a fair chunk of damage. Uh, come back on, lost all the positions, got around to the pits, and then had two minutes 20 of repairs. And in an enduro, I just went, well, let's just take the two minutes 20 repairs. Um, take my pit stop as well, because it was just in time for just early on a, on the first stint anyway. So that was the lucky part of it. Um, went the lap down with you guys. Didn't quite get my lap back. Um, was sitting on the back of sort of Vernie and Mites, uh, which was the sad part of the whole night. From then, I was sticking with Vernie and Mites the whole way around. Um, had their pace. So that's the frustrating part of sitting a lap down from pretty much everyone and um, doing doing 135s and just not being able to catch up to anyone um, and not having that chance. And then second pit stops came, came back out. I think I was might have been behind. Um, I, was, I came out, sorry, I was behind Mites. I went in the pits, came out behind Vernie, and I just sat behind Vernie for the rest of the race. Um, I got Vic on the, uh, on the last couple of laps because he had a mistake and had to do some repairs, and he he waited and, and got past me. It was starting to catch Ira because Ira had damage, but not, not enough time. So yeah, I think it's, it's really hard, and it can be really frustrating when, when you're racing, and, 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 can, and it can be the difference between, you know, like sixth and... 18th <laughs> it feels like sometimes in that mid pack and uh, between you can just it's lap one and you can see your race slipping away already um yeah. because it, it, it's really hard to 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 maintain your speed if both drivers aren't on the same page and yeah. and I think it's something that people are getting better at in Aussie car and, and I'm not anyone to be here telling people how to drive and, and if you're if you're there to race and enjoy the battling, then that's great. You're getting out of it what, what you want to get out of it. But if you're there to finish as high up as you possibly can, 
it's a real change in mindset and it's something that i it's taken me now what with 10th season 10 it it took me a good five seasons to work out that i can't win races or make positions like i i would i would make an overtaking maneuver and think jeez god i'm so i overtook someone like how good am i going and then i realized that they're just going to draft me back on the next corner and it was a complete waste of time we went sideways through a corner i could have just sat behind him for that corner and then drafted him on the straight it 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 it's it's really frustrating when you can just see these up six cars ahead of you line astern not even bothering to try and overtake and you're like they're gaining a second a lap on us so here yeah. we are going two three wide uh through a corner that doesn't matter in the 40 minutes time like this overtaking yeah. maneuver now means absolutely zero to what it will mean in 40 minutes time so i i get where your frustration it's coming from it's it's i know like i said i'm not anyone to talk i don't know that much about racing but i've gotten okay at the skippies now and, and the biggest learning curve for me was like i don't need to make many overtakes to do really really well yeah <laughs> it's it's more about nah. thinking about where you want to be in 10 laps time and how to be there in the quickest amount of time as possible yeah. um not not how you're going to win this race in the next three turns. And sometimes yeah, it, sometimes you get this massive false uh, feeling of how quick you are because of the draft. Like you feel yeah. like, and I did it at um, Hockenheim ring. I was racing with someone and I, I, I got sick of being behind him because I'm like, this guy's holding me up. All he's doing is holding me up. I, I finally overtook him and he just sat behind me the whole time. And I ended up making mistakes trying to push too hard to break his draft because I thought I was so much faster than I actually was. <laughs> and, and, and it's such a change in mindset. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I know, yeah. I know that feeling of, and it happened to me in, in, uh, in SNL this week where after two laps, I knew I was fighting for 14th at best. Like there was no way we were catching the, the, the pack ahead. And it was like, oh, well, the next 20 minutes is about how do I come 14th, not 16th instead of, Maybe I have a chance at a top ten if we if we can do things together. Yeah, like in hindsight, I should have just been the fifth car in, in a pack of five and just waited, and I would have gained four spots when 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 the carnage happened. But especially in an enduro, that's where my enduro I probably should change a little bit for the enduros and just sit back. But then I'm sitting there watching. Well, yeah, there's there's a ten right there. There's a tenth, and I, if I just get away from these guys, that's tenth. I can just sit with them, and I can keep it's, pace with them. I know I can. It's hard work. Oh, it's hard work. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> um, let's move on to this week, which was Road Atlanta, and I don't have any better stories for you. It's not getting any better, people. Um, let's. You can do the spreadsheet better than I can. Let's have a proper results here because this was a broadcast. The only way people are going to feel it, find out these results is by watching streams or listening yeah. to us. So and, have and, a go, Braden. And from what I could tell looking from the rear of the pack, it looked like a lot of fun. So it's a shame this first uh, first race wasn't broadcast. because. Oh, it by the way, like race was... two was uh, server crashed, apparently. No, race two. So yeah, sorry about <laughs> that, everyone. So race one, uh, so James Chastanoff take the win. Uh, from Alex John and Sean Doyle getting himself back up on the podium again. Sean was super fast this week at Road yeah. Atlanta. I don't know if it's a track he just really, really likes or he put in extra practice or 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 what it he was. He would have but... raced Petit Le Mans, wouldn't he? So he would have had the hours under his belt for quite, for that, I assume. Quite possibly. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Sean. He was very quick. You know, very Porsches and skips, basically the same car. <laughs> Uh, Russell Clark got himself a P4 and Alex McKellar after starting on pole uh, could only manage fifth. 
myself. Gained my first position for the season, going from 7th to 6th. <laughs> uh, Harrison Mitchell, 7th. Jeremy Bush, 8th. Matthew Myers, 9th. And Brody Cook, 10th, uh, uh, rounding out the top 10. Uh, positions gained 10 places up for Daniel Stubbs uh, to get to 12th. 17 positions up for Sean McKenzie to find himself 16th. And also 10 positions up for Ira Felberg and Stafford Marslin and Jamie Willits as well. Uh Alex, what was the race like from the front of the pack? Because I know for the first probably five laps, it seemed like <laughs> there was some kind of unwritten law where Chasty decided he wanted to to fight with you guys and he, he kept me in it because I was nowhere near your pace in that top five this week. And I think without uh, without you guys having a bit of fun on those first four or five laps, I don't think I could have held on. Yeah, well, we did. And I, I was the same, actually. Uh, I decided to race a little bit. Oh, for myself, I was underdone, uh, and whether it was just a, it was a busy work week and and all the rest of it, I really felt underdone. So I was surprised to, to chuck it on pole. Um, but uh, I, personally, you know, it was my I felt like it was my worst race of the season um, from a from a performance point of view. Uh, and getting, I was outplayed. I felt I was outplayed and outraced, um, not on a pace level, but a racecraft level. I agree with you uh, with regards to Sean Doyle, particularly through the first two sectors, um, which are obviously the most technical, I would suggest, on that track. Uh, and, it, and it showed that either he'd done the yards in the skipper, he'd done the yards somewhere. Uh, and he, uh, and I, I was looking to sort of, when we swap positions at different times, try and put pressure on him. Uh, but I found, th- particularly through the technical sections, I found I, I wasn't in a position to do so, uh, and it wasn't until 10A and 10B in the final chicane that I that I could look to do anything. So it's testament to his pace, and, and like he didn't put it on pole, he started on fourth, but I think as the race progressed, he showed he had good pace, as you were saying. Um, look, uh, yeah, for mine, um, Ben Snell was away. That was that was something, <laughs> and I, I, maybe I relaxed a bit, you know. Uh, my my, my, my uh, mine was three. Yeah, the tenant in the head. Tried meditation. Yeah, that's right. The the tenant, the resident in my head, had sort of taken the week (laughs) off on holidays. He was out of lockdown. Um, But uh, for some, yeah, again, underdone. So my race performance wasn't good. But I was pleased to see, you know, James had a. He was strong there. I thought he he raced well. Uh, Alex, uh, John, AJ, he's been. He's been racing really well this season, I think, and that's been the difference yeah. for him. His pace, his pace is there and thereabouts, um, and that's all you need if you race well. And then Sean, I think, as you say, had the pace. Uh, Russell did really, really well uh, at this track as well. And then there was you and me, mate, just uh, on the <laughs> tail end, hanging around. That was about it, wasn't it? Oh, I was uh, those first four or five laps. I was hanging on for dear life whilst you guys were battling. Like I, I had nothing. I, I don't know what it was about. Road Atlanta. Um, I don't know if I was spooked by that spin I had earlier in the week, and that I was just so nervous going through that first section, and and knowing that I'd been pretty consistent this year. Like I have, I had a third place in the first sprint race of the of the season, and then it's basically been all fourths uh, for the rest of the season. That I just wasn't confident enough, and I probably didn't do as much practice as I had. It, it hadn't been a great week. Um, and yeah, so I think it was a combination of things, but I, I just felt going into that race, like I was off, off the pace and even in the official practices and stuff I did, like I was like, there was people that I'm normally, you know, 
half a second away from six tenths of a second away from that. I was like a second and a half away from it. So I think that was playing on my mind. I was sort of negative self-talk. I am slow here. What, why can't I get this right? Um, and it all, it all kind of kept, yeah, sort of kept going. And then, yeah, race one, I was just happy that I hung on for sixth place, to be honest. Like that, that was a win. In it. <laughs> it was a win in itself because I was really expecting, especially after qualifying uh, seventh, where I think I've probably been top two or three, most races this season um that was a bit like alarm bells this could go really badly if i'd if i mess up early so yeah this it was an interesting interesting one race yeah, and we'll we'll go where do you end up man oh the back of the field um so i qualified pretty averagely so i started down the back anyway started up the hill got a bit of momentum going into the, first, <laughs> the last turn into the start finish line uh, first lap, I did the whole Braden Martin had a spin, but I did it on turn one, uh, coming out of lap one or lap two, big field, just try to hold down the inside, just put the foot down too hard, coming out of too early, coming out of the, the first turn, spun it and gently just glided two wheels into the sidewall. I was actually pretty happy that I spun it and then I saw where I was going. I'm like, okay, just a little bit more in the front and then two wheels collided just gently with the the wall bounced off and then off I went again. So I didn't lose too many. It went back of the pack, but didn't lose too much time. I, like wasn't facing the wrong direction, no damage, didn't get the, the meatball or anything like that. And off I went and and then slowly picked my way through the field, got up to Jamie Willits. And then me and Jamie Willits, I, I let him have probably two or three laps where I'm like, I'll just let him go. He, he's pretty fast. He, he'll catch us up to everyone else. And then I'm like, I'm pulling off a lot here, especially on the back straight. And, and I'm definitely pulling up in a few corners here. Let me lead. And I dive down the inside. I knew he was he was breaking a lot later, uh, earlier than me into the chicane. Um, so I, I knew I had him if I just had to... And I practiced it a fair bit, like we were talking about the other week, about practicing your your lines that, that are different. And and just nailed, nailed that, kept in front of him. And then I was expecting him to do the same back to me, but he just never quite was there close enough. Or he might have been pulling out. I don't know. Um, got down to the final corner, the final lap, and um, we had a. I knew what he was going to do, and he dived down the inside. But I held my line on the outside, which gave me the inside for for the exit of the shane. And then, um, or it might have been the other way around. I might have pulled the inside. Anyway, I I'm pretty sure I had the outside coming to the final corner, so I must have pulled to the inside. So he had to go around the outside of me. Um, we had a. Oh, half a car length between us on the far, on the, on the line, which I was pretty happy with fighting for, I think, 23rd or something in the end, um, but holding on um, rather than, than letting the position up, uh, going too wide into the final corner. So, um, yeah, it was good. It just had that mistake at the start, which cost me. And then one of those things we are talking about before, it was my mistake, uh, which mm-hmm. frustrates me more than anything else. I haven't been doing that. I'm always blaming someone else, but this time this was 100% my fault. So It's never nice when you can't lay the blame on someone else, is it? <laughs> no, exactly. So uh, we, then we went to race two where, yeah, I, the service crashed and no results. So let's <laughs> yeah, so race two saw Alex put it on pole again. Um, we'll talk about what happened to you and Chastity, I suppose, at some point um, in a second. Um but like we said before, Sean Doyle was right alongside him in second place uh, and Russell Clark were sort of the top three. And it was Russell Clark who came through for his uh, first win in a little while in Aussie car. So hopefully that'll uh, keep him quiet for a little bit and get rid of his whinging. Uh, 
Alex John managed to come from fifth to second. But if and... no one watched it, did it really happen? <laughs> so I guess I guess so. Um, and Harrison Mitchell got his first podium of the series, uh, stealing it from me right at the end <laughs> uh, in fourth place. And Sean Doyle in fifth. Ashley Knowles, uh, sixth. I reckon that might be his best result for a little while as well. Yeah, he was pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah good drive. Good drive. Um, and Alex... even qualifying eighth was a good, good job for him too. Yeah, he's had a couple of good qualifyings recently. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex McKellar, seventh. Brody Cook, eighth. Uh, Daniel Stubbs ninth and Jeremy Bush rounding out the top ten. Uh, your biggest movers were I love this <laughs> Matthew Mites, thirteenth, uh, eighteen spots uh, from yeah thirtieth up to twelfth, and Nathan Verney twenty eighth up to thirteenth up fifteen there is spots. Nothing that can split those two in the field. <laughs> they just go nose to tail the whole race, no matter what happens. Oh, you, you miss quality. I'm going to miss quality too. I'll sit at the back with you and walk our way through. They're the best teammates in the world. I'm sorry, Braden, but I put Nathan with the right guy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it was an interesting race. Um, there was a kind of a couple of breaks. Alex and Russell sort of after the pit stops got got themselves away and, and were pretty much away from myself, Harrison, and, and Sean. Uh, I think it was Sean pitted quite early. I feel like it he was. He usually does. Um, and I think he lost a bit of time to those front guys. I don't know if he had any issues with his pit stops or anything like that, but he ended up coming Not out as bad as others. behind yeah, behind <laughs> me um, uh, sort of on the tail. And yeah, uh, we sort of didn't really have a chance of, of catching up to um, Alex or, or, or Russell, but um, any chance that we did have sort of was was floundered with um yeah Harrison and myself and Sean couldn't really get the whole working thing together thing to to sort of work out for for a lap or two and then by that time it was like yeah no one watched my stream Braden will be swearing in the background of it the whole way through yeah yeah, I was a bit frustrated (laughs) um I think Brody I think Brody Cook might have been in there for a little bit as well um yeah we just couldn't couldn't seem to get the the order right I suppose coming down the straight and it just kept costing us time um but yeah, I guess the big talking points out of that race were what what happened to Alex McKellar and and James Chastinoff. Now I can say from Chasty's side of things, uh, his pit crew decided that they would change his front tires, and and then they would also change his rear tires. But then they said, you know what, we don't like those tires, so we're going to change the fronts and the rears again. So he actually changed his tires twice in that pit stop. There was um, there was three moments. That- where he actually stopped and then started again. Apparently, there was a macro issue where he presses a button for V8s and the V8s, because he needs his tires changed. He pressed, I don't know, it was, it, it was, it was a separate thing for fronts and then it was a separate stop for backs and then it was a separate stop for all four. Yeah. And then he went out on great cold tires again. <laughs> so, yeah, so that wasn't great for him. Um, unfortunately, basically put him out of the race and, and could only manage to get back to 11th. Um, did you have something similar, Alex? Yeah, yeah, I um, I use a because <clears throat> I've got the VR on uh, and it's hard to adjust your pit stops. I have a couple of buttons that do my pit stop for me. And I, I unlike Chasty, who I figured, uh, like in the F1s, mate, he'd put your tyres on, so he had to go put his <laughs> yeah. back on, right? Um, I uh, I just forgot to flick the button for tyres. Um, so uh, I did the fuel and I'm waiting to jack up on the thing and it just didn't jack up. And then I went, oh, righto. And so I flicked the button and then I did a second stop. I was like, you know, and it's a gentleman's sport in my mind. I could have just driven off, but I think I did it once at um, 
at the Indianapolis round, right? I, I drove through uh, and I hit the clear button to clear the fuel where I wanted, but it, it actually chopped the tires off uh, and it didn't change the front. So if it, you know, I actually ended up driving through again and changing my tires or doing a drive through or something. Um, and that time I just essentially did the double pit stop. So um, yeah, gutted. Uh, the first race I was I was out raced, uh, and the second race I just you know, did a McKellar pit stop. I'm really good for him, you know. So um, it was what it was. And I had I had a bit of fun in the second part of it, chasing down Brody and a couple of others just to make a couple of spots back for consolation prizes. And, again, pretty impressed with Brody, uh, who's very, very new to iRacing. Um, and if he gets that mistake out of his game, uh, puts some some yards in and gets the extra, you know, half a second in a lap, he'll, he'll be competitive. So it was good. And it is hard. Like, I remember when I was first starting out, like it seems so simple and you get a little bit of pace and it almost when you become a little bit quick, it's almost like the worst thing for you for a good two or three months because you get fast enough to make the mistakes <laughs> and, yeah. and, and it, it really takes a good while to actually get used to the pace you have and how to use it. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely noticed that like at first I thought, Oh, I, I like racing. I'll be good at this and quickly found out I wasn't very good <laughs> at it. And then, <laughs> And then I sort of put in the practice and started to get okay. But then I found I was making more mistakes because I was being more confident. And uh, it does take a while. But once you, once you get it, if you've got that pace to start with, you, you can tell you're going to be a good driver. And I think Brody's one of those that you, he'll, he'll be um, pushing for some high positions pretty soon. Another yeah, one great. that's going to finish here to me. Good to see. Um, <laughs> so I thought I nailed quality on the one lap quality and end up getting 23rd so apparently I didn't nail quality um <laughs> it's once again started downhill and um it's just typical starting 23rd cold tires making my way through the field getting caught in little mistakes here and there but not being caught in them where I would get crashed in I'd crash the car do any damage I'd always avoid contact but it would slow me down. There's there's three or four seconds off off, off the mid pack. There's three or four seconds again off the mid pack. There was some big call, uh, big, big incidents that I avoided, which was good. Um, but yeah, then sort of wrecked momentum. Uh, then got in a little bunch. I, I know John Snell was one of them. There's about four or five of us again, and um, once again I was pushing myself into sort of the third spot into that, and then we got into the chicane and. Um, all hell broke loose, a couple cars up in front. And coming out of the chicane, there was cars going everywhere. And I saw a gap down the inside coming out of, of the chicane. But then that gap started closing awfully quickly because the cars made contact and John Snell got bunched, pushed over towards me. So then I'm like, well, what do I do? I just go as far as I can right without going off the off the dirt and going into the wall. Keep the foot down because otherwise I'm definitely going to get hit. And the Netco God smiled in my favour. Um, John Snell entered the rear of my car and <laughs> got a zero X. His wing went flying off, which at the time it was in my third monitor on the left. I thought the whole car was flying in the air. All I saw was this thing fly up. I got a zero X. I come out no damage. I'm like I'm trying to find out if I've still got a wing on the back or what it is. Um, but yeah, kept on going. Looked at the replay, and yeah, I don't know how I survived that. There was at least half a car inside me, um, and then just basically lapped around after that. Um, got a really good pit, uh, jumped a few spots. Then I think 
and end up 17th um, from from 23rd, which was a better result, up six. Um, yeah, I don't think I made any other mistakes. It was just all that early slowdown. When you had, you had two seconds here and three seconds there, avoiding accidents, it, it sort of puts you... You know, when you when you when you're 25 seconds off the off the pace at the end of the race, you're now 35 seconds off the pace at the end. So, I was going to um, say, mate, you you made six and I lost six. Does that mean you made? I reckon you made double the positions. I don't know how the maths works. <laughs> no, nah, it doesn't work. That's that's not a bad night out, mate. I gained really? 12 points on you by losing 40. Um, <laughs> that's how the maths works, right there. So let's let's have a wrap up of this whole thing because it's like a four hour podcast. Make it up for last week. That's right. Two well, episodes you get this week. Just before we do, I'm going to give myself a self shout out because I managed to zero x both races so i was pretty happy well done well done yeah (laughs) i I nearly did it bloody russell put me off through turn five and (laughs) i got the yips and picked up a one x with half a lap to go in the first race it was Uh dirty otherwise i would have had the full book (laughs) i don't don't know if i got fastest lap but i got pole in it the only ones i had were when um you know, I, I uh, someone else crashed into me. That's what I'm going to say. Someone else crashed. And my one spin at the start of race one. That was the only exes I had. That was the annoying part. I, I had that track down pat. Uh, but let's go to the overall where we see uh, Alex John leading. Uh, Alex McKellar second. Braden Martin third still. So that's 387 to 364 to 355. So uh, you're looking at about a 13, 23-point lead uh, Alex John has. And McKellar, you've got uh, about nine points on young Braden here. Uh, Chastanoff uh, in his title defense is another seven. No, yeah, seven points further back. Um, and Russell Clark has jumped up one position with 333 into f- 337 in fifth. Uh, Sean Doyle. Jumped up two places, uh, a bit further back in th- with 311. Matthew Bites uh, stayed steady at 302. Brody Cook holding on to the top 10 there in eighth with 279. Four points ahead of Harrison Mitchell. Uh, and then a few more points back to Ben Snell, obviously missing a round. Has absolutely killed him, dropping back six places. Uh, other than that, big movers, not really any big movers. Uh, four points for Harris, uh, four spots for Harrison Mitchell, Saturn Marsden up four spots there. That's that's it. Braden, do you want to take away the rest of it? Yep, so Rhodes 2K, Brody Cook leads that one from Daniel Stubbs by 17 points. Uh, interestingly, another 17 points back to Jeremy Bush, uh, Ashley Knowles, Craig Kerman, Darren Sue, Matthew Harriet, John Snell, Farron, Hancock, both eight and Leon Williams rounding out the top 10 in the road to 2K. And the championship points, the top split boys, obviously both first and second, lead the team's championship with top split racing, 48 points ahead of Locked On iRacing podcast uh, interviews and Van Diemen Racing in third, Locked On iRacing news and results fourth, White Knuckle Racing fifth, Locked On Black Sheep Racing sixth, Aussie Car Racing Team 7th, Locked On Lads Discord 8th, Mr. Apex Racing ninth, and Orico Racing rounding out the team's top 10. Championship defining round, really, yeah. for AJ, if I'm going to say, because he's, yeah. he's to lose now. Yep. Um, big, big shout out to Van Diemen Racing. Still holding down third with, um, I assume that's Ben Snell. Uh, didn't even race. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought they would and have only, the only, yeah, only 150 points off the lead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, anyway, we've been talking long enough, so let us go to uh, Carl with the yet again with an ANSCAR round wrap up. Take it away, Carl. 
Hello again folks and welcome to this week's wrap up of the Anscar series. This week was the off week for the cup so just the thunder and trucks. So let us start off with the trucks from the Monster Mile of Dover which saw a monster field of 39 trucks on track. It was Jason Martin who took pole with Aiden Schultz on the outside for the green flag. With so many trucks in such a tight track we saw only a few cautions with six but the ones we had were very big taking out almost half the field as trucks ping-ponged across the track, making it nigh impossible to avoid the wrecks. The race would lead to a great battle up front, with a long green flag run at the end. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr Michael Scurlock, would take the victory uh, with a nice lead at the end over Andrew Dyson in second and Aidan Schultz in third, taking another strong week. Just keeping the charge, Jason Martin off in fourth, with Maddie Raymond in fifth position, who gained 30 spots at the end. This means the championship looks like this after seven rounds. Martin leads on 271 points. Second is Dyson, 23 points down. Third for Schultz, 35 off lead. Fourth for Raymond, 36 off. Fifth for Micklewarf, uh, 38 down. Sixth for Williams, 48 down. Seventh for Danny G, 49 down. Eighth for Griffiths, 52 off the lead. Ninth for Douglas, 56. And tenth for Traher, 80 points off the lead. Next week, the trucks head to Bristol. We head off for the eighth round of Thunder at Miami next. The front row would see Gallagher taking pole next to Stevie Williams, who started on the outside for his 300th Anscar start. We would see 14 laps until the first caution fell on the tricky low drip grip track and despite the conditions we saw very few cautions with only four at the end but they fell at positions to make a mix of strategies across the field become advantageous some drivers took a gamble sticking it out as long as they could after the lap 18 caution while others made a stop for fresh tires and used the undercut to their advantage in a locked on lucky we saw locked on lads one two at the front with the pair of timmy Cornt and Braden Martin sticking it out and giving Timmy a bonus point for leading a lap. Meanwhile, Wilco got a little unlucky when the caution fell as he was the second car a lap down, which lost him at that position and ended up costing him quite dearly as he was on relatively good strategy. The race got back to green with a mix of different tyre strategies across the field, but nothing could stop Gallagher and Williams, who would work their way back to the front with the 13 of Gallagher taking the win. Second was decided on the last lap as Williams just managed to hold, just managed to pass Lachlan Urquio, giving Lockie a strong third position in the end and Stevie Dub a strong P2. At the end, at the end they managed to fend off Jason Martin in fourth and Skullock in fifth. A big well done to oval debutant Braden Martin for his P9 finish. This leaves the championship looking like this after eight rounds. Raymond leads on 314 points. Just three points ahead of Hamish Gallagher in second. Third is Brenton West having a strong season, 30 points off the lead. Fourth, Micklemore, 36 points down. Fifth, Williams, 45 down. Sixth, Douglas, 57 down. Seventh, Wellman, 63 down. Eighth, Hunter, 72 down. Ninth, Carol Walden, 74 down. Tenth, for Foster, 76 down. Next up, the Thunder Series gets bigger as it heads to Texas. Of course, the Cup will be back at the Roval this week, and you can catch all the action over at FGM Ecos, Ferguson Group Media, your place for e-pace. And as always, a thanks to Locked On Lads, and of course, Locked On iRacing, your place for the best Aussie online action. Cheery bye, folks, and I will see you again next week. Thanks for that, Carl. You're a legend. Double the work, after pay. It's great. <laughs> uh, now, I don't have 
any others in the works because I haven't chased anyone up. So there is no more race news and results from anywhere. Uh, we are have got a lot of people lined up to bring us some of these. I just haven't been on their back to actually get the recordings to us. So look out for a few more leagues joining the 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 results section. Uh, looking forward to seeing what they can bring to us. Other than that, that has been a week of iRacing. Um, two weeks. What are we? Two weeks of iRacing. This two. Stop reminding me we missed an episode. First one in six months. Jesus, <laughs> Tom, a bit over six months. McKellar, what are your plan for the next week, mate? Oh, firstly, I want to give a shout out to Carl Withy. Uh, I've seen him in skips, uh, and he I've has. seen him in officials. I've seen him. He's popped Keeping in on the broadcast. Honest. <laughs> but he's fifth if he can. He's getting, you know, we're, we're, we're infecting people. We're getting them the skippy bug. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. really pleased to see good people get in and have a crack. But uh, now, otherwise, for me this week, uh, I am I'm tempted by Hungaro Ring. I'm pretty, uh, I don't know. I, I take my time when I get into these things. And like I said, I don't want to make a mistake. I want to be in a position where I can. Um, you know, be competitive. So probably be later in the week for me after we do Dover. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Sunday Night Lights on Sunday from Hungaroring. I'm really excited to see what sort of crowd we draw. I'm, I'm undecided whether we'll see uh, less people because it's a new new track and they have to buy it and, and all the rest of it, or whether we'll see more because it's a new track and uh, everyone's excited about it. So, yeah, looking forward to that and seeing what kind of racing we get there. Actually, it'll be great. Yeah, uh, where can people find Sunday Night Lights in particular? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, forgot. Yeah, so um, Top Split TV on Twitch is where you'll find a Sunday night, 9.15 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings time. Uh, from now at the moment, we've just cracked over to Daylight Savings. Yeah, I hate uh, Daylight Savings time. Yeah, Jesus I know. Although makes it, yeah, but you can get in there on a Sunday night now a bit easier, I would have thought, I hope. But uh, anyway, so that and uh, the top split uh, on YouTube is where you'll find all the um, all the previous race broadcasts for all 25 seasons of Sunday Night Lights and a couple of track guides, although... I think I'll hold off from uh, Hungaro Ring till I'm a bit more uh, familiar with it before I even pretend to do that. And then, um, of course, I'll, I'll stick one up probably for the final round at Belle Isle for Aussie Car if I uh, given half a chance. So, I was supposed to but... do Dover. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. So, yeah, that's where you'll find us. Uh, the biggest race in town for official Skippy Racings for the last sort of five seasons. Um, and, and, you know, we're really proud of it. And thanks, everyone, for the support. Sweet. Braden, mate, what are your plans and where can people find you? Yeah, probably won't dabble in the Anne's car uh, this week. I'll, I'll leave that up for you and Tim to dominate um, instead of throwing my Tim's going to dominate. I'm going to be, yeah, the back. Uh, <laughs> I need time. Uh, I'll probably hang out in a couple of Hungaroring officials. Um, I'm getting to that I rating now where I kind of have to be a bit careful about where I race and when I race because... Uh, otherwise, I'm going to miss out on these top split races on Sunday night. So I'm right on the cusp. I really need to to get up around that sort of 4,400 or something to be like safe of making most Sunday night races. So I need to get some more I rating, but I also don't want to lose any as well. So uh, I'll be I'll be hanging around some Hungaro ring races at some point. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash the one D Wade. Uh, I've been uploading some race videos on the YouTube channel, which is also, uh, youtube.com slash the one D Wade. And if you want to hear me talking about anything sport, uh, or anything else, 
uh, that tickles my fancy, you can have a chat to me on Twitter at Braden Talks. NBA season kicks off soon, so it'd be probably something to do with that. I would say so. We're going to almost do three hours tonight. How good is this? Um, you can find, look, I say, so my life is chaos at the moment. My work is nuts. Uh, I'm working through a whole bunch of paperwork. So at this stage, I don't plan on doing anything at all. But uh, Ansgar tomorrow night, by the time you hear this tonight, uh, I was hoping, I've, I know how to race the track. I just haven't had enough time to practice it. Um, I'm about second off the pace, but hopefully I can find that in the hour before the race. If I can get a, a race in tomorrow, that'll be even better. But I oh, highly doubt it. Building a website, taking over contracts, or building a house is just killing me at the moment. So hopefully in the next week or two, I should be on getting on closer on top of that. Uh, back to where I was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, definitely, I'll have a crack at Hungaro Ring, and we'll see how we go. The, the upside is obviously Dover this week, but I feel like I'm it's my one chance to get a really, really, really good result is Dover. And I probably should put a fair bit more time into it because I'm good at it. And, and it's just tantalizing me there. Like, <laughs> but anyway, we'll see how we go. But I, I reckon I could, the week I've had, I probably need to get to Friday and just stop work altogether and just have a day. And that's where I'll probably just sit on the rig all day and I'll do some officials and stuff like that. But uh, lockedonlads.com is the website where you can find other stuff. I will be updating that soon once I finish building my company website. Um, we'll be updating that, but lockedonlads.com slash Discord will always be there. Jump in and join us. Have some fun with us. Locked on Lads on Twitch. Locked on Lads on Twitter. Locked on Lads YT on YouTube are all the places to get us. Join us Thursday night for the skips. Sometimes it's the only place you can find it uh, when Sim <laughs> when takes out Jay Kennedy's house and look out for the interview series coming up very soon when we finish recording the interviews because we were slack. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for all the support for over the last two weeks and thank you for putting up with us having a week off. We'll catch you very, very soon. Have a good night all.